Hi everyone and welcome to The 1-1. I'm BJ Ryan, episode 102, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Now, the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton, he is on light duties today, punters. So uh, things have not been well over at Studio HQ. We are recording remotely and uh, we've dragged the guru out of bed to, uh, to give us his time on this Thursday. Terry Layton, hello. How are you? Hello, hello, BJ. I'm uh, now that I've heard your voice, I'm I'm feeling significantly better. But uh, what is going no, it's on? Been a, what is going on? It's mate? just been it's been a tough start to the week. It's been a tough start to the week. I tell you what, I haven't been. Uh, I don't get crook very often, but uh, when I do, the man floor I can really uh, really takes hold and uh, and rinses me out. But uh, yeah, no, it's been a it's been a tough week, and I think. I was. Uh, I said to you the That's other an day, interesting you can, visual. You can, you can you can decipher. You weren't meant to visualise it. You can uh, you can figure out how I'm feeling by the fact that uh, today's Belmont card. I haven't done any form for. I wow. haven't even really looked at looked at the majority of the fields, and I reckon I haven't not gone through a full field in in about ten years. So um, that gives you an indication. But I did. Uh, I get I get get a block of time in to do the. Uh, Ascot card, and uh, well, I'm not overly bullish on anything. Um, I'm well versed on it and ready to uh, find a couple of winners, I hope. Very good, very good. All right, we'll try and make it as clear and concise <laughs> as possible. <laughs> how, do I, how do I sound? Do I sound like I'm alive? <laughs> no, you sound good. You sound good, actually. Um, oh, that's good, mate. Thank you. Mate, I've, I've done all the heavy lifting for us. The, the, I've pre-recorded mm. the mastermind, Kieran Kevin Evans versus the challenger, Kyle Potsy Potter, and uh, had a terrific chat. Uh, pre-recorded chat with Holly Watson, who is a young gun in the making. She's got five rides uh, on Saturday, and no doubt we'll be uh, talking about them during our preview. She's a real bright spark, and uh, yeah, it's a terrific just to just to get her backstory and uh, to have a chat to uh, a very um, a very promising young hoop. Yeah, I look forward to uh, tuning in as a listener this evening when that's released, uh, BJ, and having a listen. She's. Uh Absolutely flying as well as a uh, as a hoop at the moment. She's getting some great opportunities. So um, yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed to have uh, to have missed that one. But I uh, look forward to to tuning in and having a listen myself this evening. Very good. All right, we'll keep things hopping along. We have to give a big shout out, a big thank you to Brad Bet Brad McManus who uh, joined us in studio last Thursday. I think he's two best. He went bang bang, didn't he? Pure devotion and uh, comfort me. He said, don't, uh, don't worry about anything else, just these two, bang, and uh, got the chockies. Yeah, he certainly did. It was uh, a couple of nice wins, a couple of nice rides on the pair of them. And, um, yeah, no, he, uh, it was good to finally have uh, Mr. McManus on the show. It shouldn't have taken 101 episodes. I'm sure we'll have him on again sooner rather than later, BJ. No nonsense type of character, is he, Brad? Just in and mm. out. Very- <laughs> That's right. Oh, no, I had a joke. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> no, make it. <laughs> it was good. It was good. He's uh, He's uh, been a busy guy. He had a, plenty of features to get stuck into mm. to release on uh, yesterday afternoon. Was there an Ascot? Did I miss something? Was there an Ascot Gold Cup market out or was it was it held over till today? No, there, there was one that went out. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I think there were some issues with Tab Touch uh, in regards to, I think it was just some back room issues. Okay. So that's why the market had to go down and come back up. But um, yeah, it's it's all sorted now. But uh, yeah, it was a big effort. And, and as he said on Twitter, uh, he's had to go up with basically four races before a, a race would come out. Uh, I think he now has 
access to the data. So he may have got a quick look at that before they came out, but he would have had to formulate the majority of it without it. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's hard work, especially when we pick on him like we do. So, uh, but I think he's done a great job. I, 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 uh, I barely had a bet with him. I only had one bet with him and the bet I had with him was uh, a horse that went up longer elsewhere and they pushed his price out and now it came back in, which was kissing all four cheeks. So right. um, he actually got it bang on initially, I think, and then um, they have moved his price out. And I said, you're a bit stiff there, mate. They should have backed you in. But um, they didn't. They did not. Unfortunately. They did not. Okay. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> let's uh, let's get rocking and rolling. But uh, before we, we kick off our Champion Philly Stakes Day preview, Terry, just want to give a lead in because uh, I just had a terrific chat with uh, Young Hoop apprentice jockey Holly Watson. So listeners, tune in. Just like to give a warm welcome to apprentice jockey Holly Watson. Welcome to the 1-1. Thank you, BJ. Thank you for having me. Treble at York on York Cup Day, double at Ascot yesterday. This uh, jockey cape is an easy game, yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, on days it is, you know, when you've got the good support behind you and getting good rides, it helps a lot. I was just doing some research last night and I see that you only started riding in races rather on the 8th of October last year. It's been a pretty yeah. pretty, pretty unreal start to your career, just 30 months uh, race riding um, to to be riding uh, for a big stable like, well, apprentice to Simon A. Miller to have, uh, I think you got five rides on Champion Philly Stakes Day at Ascot on Saturday. Do you need to pinch yourself mm-hmm. by how, how well things are are uh, progressing at this stage of your apprenticeship? Oh, 100%. I'm so lucky to be in the position that I am and to have so much support behind me. And only, obviously, we usually started riding, race riding a year ago and to be able to move to Simon Miller's and he's just kicked me off like there's no tomorrow. He's just helped me to, to where I am and mentally and physically. So, yeah. When did you decide you wanted to be a jockey? <laughs> oh, I'm going to say three to two years ago, I think. I think it was three years ago when I was working in a racing stable with Darren Taylor and I just – he they sort of recommended it. They were like, oh, you should become a jockey. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds pretty good. And I was small enough and, yeah, I enjoyed the track work and everything like that. I remember having my first gallop and I was like, wow, <laughs> definitely something that I want to do. So there was no no racing background in your family, no connection to the game. No, no connection to the game at all. I never, never really ever watched racing or anything like that. So I have no history. So I'm learning everything as I'm going now. So oh, as a lot of people helping me. <laughs> I bet that's incredible. Um, so okay, so you, from a non-racing background, uh, you know, not even on your radar, I suppose. How did you end up uh, at Darren Taylor's Racing Stables? I seen an ad on Facebook and I was working at a kebab shop at the time and I wanted another job, a little part-time, like obviously another job. Shout out to, and, the, um, shout out to the kebab shop. Where was that one? Uh, skewers. Skewers. <laughs> In Midland. Really? At Midland Gate? Yep. 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 Very yep. good. Shout out to them. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no. And then I started only working afternoons and then they introduced me to they said, oh, do you want to start riding? And I said, oh, yeah, like I know how to ride, but I wasn't obviously riding very well or anything like that. And they taught me how to ride in a pad and, you know, learning how to hold horses and, yeah, just 
a lot of people when I started riding truck work helped me so much. So when, when and, was uh, that? When was that? What year are we talking there, Holly? Look, I'm, God, I was so I moved, I was out of school. Mm-hmm. So 2017, I well, obviously graduated. So 2018, around then. Yep. So that's four. There you go. That's four years. Yeah. So you never ridden. You never ridden pad until what, three or four years no. ago, right? But no. did you? But you had ridden horses before. Had you done pony club or yeah. anything like that? Yeah, I did a little bit of riding school, but that was about it. I had my own horse for uh, maybe a year, maybe, but I was just too inexperienced at that time. I was only 12, so we um, gave it to someone else, and I've loved horses ever since I was young. I begged my parents to get me one, and obviously when I was 12, they got me one, (laughs) but just still too inexperienced. So you said that you graduated from high school. Did, was uni a, an option? What, what, were you, what were you thinking before, I guess, this writing career really sort of fell into your lap in a way? Yeah, well, I didn't really have any idea when I was coming out of school. I wasn't very good at school, so I didn't really want to do anything that had too much work to do, <laughs> <laughs> like mentally. So, um, so you thought you'd become so, a jockey instead? <laughs> yeah, well, I, then when they explained it to me, I said, oh, yeah, that sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> but no, I just, I was going to take a gap year, but I just, I started working and everything like that. And ever since like working with the horses, I just haven't looked back. Yeah, so it sounds like it. How did you go from, what, what was your journey from, the early days at Darren Taylor's uh, to, I guess, finding your feet at Simon A. Miller Stables in Ascot. Yeah, so obviously worked for Darren, helped him with the breakers and doing a lot of the racehorses. And um, then I wanted to sort of get to the next level and he just wasn't, obviously, didn't want an apprentice at that time. He was only just starting out his training. So um, I spoke to Ron Fleming and just, started my way there, started working in Ascot a little bit and then found Campbell McCallum and he helped, he obviously is a former jockey and um, he helped me a lot like throughout my riding and getting through trials and everything like that. But just the thing was the small stable and um, net, wanting to get to where like I want to be, it wasn't really going to work that way. So I was doing a lot of freelancing and um, Ray Vincent actually said that I should go and talk to Simon and, you know, see that and got the offer to go on loan for three months and I just couldn't. Once the three months was up and Simon said, like, you know, you have a opportunity here, like you can have it if you want and I, I couldn't turn it down. So I was very sad leaving Campbell's and their family but, I had to look at my career, obviously. So yeah, and then Campbell would have done the exact same thing, I imagine. So yeah, um, yeah. So, so you started with Campbell, and then you went to Simon A for a three month yep. loan. We actually were Simon was on the show, I think, back in June, maybe. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I listened. Yeah, yeah and we, I, because Terry and I, obviously, we, we watch a lot of races, and we asked him um, about about you and how you were going because just noticed that you'd ridden a few winners, I think maybe at Albany at that stage. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe for Roy Rogers, a couple of winners there. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I was like, okay, I don't really know a lot about Holly Watson. So we were talking to Simon and he, he gave you a, a good push and, and from there yeah. things really started to click into gear for you. Just going back through your through your record in, on, on Chris, like you were sort of really starting to, to build some momentum 
uh, mm. winners were starting to flow. And then it looks like you had a bit of a break between June and, and September. Was that due to a, a back injury? Yeah, I had a bulging disc in my back. So obviously I was sitting on the sidelines until that got better. That was very painful to watch everyone else ride and obviously I couldn't do anything. But coming back on the, obviously my um, injury, it's been awesome ever since like coming back. I've been recovering quite well and yeah, no, it was a very hard time. <laughs> yeah. So was was that a... Was that an injury like that you incurred in a race or uh, track work, or was it just was it a was it just an overloading thing? What how did how did that come about? Yeah, they said they reckon that I got nicked, probably just nicked it a little bit and got it annoyed, and then just the constant overload of obviously working, riding, and everything on top of it. It was um it was hurting for quite a while, and then I finally got it looked at, and they said, yeah, it's a bulging disc. So they sat me straight off, straight off, no work, no, for three, oh, how long, I can't even, how long was that, June to? Two, two months, it says, your last ride yeah. was on the 25th of July and then you started riding trials again on the 20th of yeah. Uh, so, September. Yeah, so yeah, two yeah. months. Yeah. That was really, it was really hard because obviously Simon was just getting me kicking off and then um, to have to sit off the sidelines, he just said take as long as you need to come back and be ready Um don't rush yourself back because if you do, then it will just get worse. So that's a long time. <laughs> so where, what's the status of your, the back injury now? Like are you managing it? Is it still causing you grief? Yeah, no, managing it now. Physio has been really awesome. I've been keeping on top of that twice a week. Um, they just, it's gone, the inflammation's gone down in it. It's just obviously managing it now to riding differently and, doing things a bit differently but then i don't trigger it back yeah so yeah you got a you got a long career ahead of you holly so um i imagine the uh the the, that's something that needs to be needs to be managed daily and and looked after Uh, especially just the 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 stress that uh riding and wasting and and the um the the grind of of being a jockey can take on your body my dad my dad was a jockey and i I grew up around riders and i've got some in the family as well so Understand the uh, that the um, the physical yeah. demands on on the jockey was that was that something that you took for granted? Was that something that surprised you when you became a professional, or is it um, just the the physical demands, the wasting, the all that sort of stuff? Has that been hard to handle, or have you you feel like you've got a good handle on it? Yeah, I've got a pretty good handle on it. It's mentally tough at times, but um, obviously you have to be quite a strong person. And um, yeah, it's just I love the job too much to be to not obviously do any of that just get through it <laughs> yeah well you couldn't have got your comeback i guess um started in a better way it's a radio uh northern dollar dollar 22 what, what was that like when you missed the kick and you were behind a wall of horses how, how did it feel on a uh, on a dollar 22 pop first ride back oh coming obviously coming back from injury it was <laughs> he's my favorite horse so i'm very fondly of him and um Obviously, a bit nervous coming back and being on quite a short price horse um, for him to miss the kick and <laughs> throw his head like that. It was a bit of a gaunt. I was like, oh no, in the run. But then, obviously, when the split come, he just wobbled around a bit because he's got so many gears. I sort of just panicked a bit and should have just got him through a bit more. But he's still such a ripper that he, he was able to do that. 
And then you had to, then you had a few more anxious moments on the Saturday too. You write another one for your boss, Ginger Flyer, two dollar ten <laughs> pop, and uh, almost similar story. End up in some traffic and had to weave some magic. Yeah, well, it, like obviously, so I said, see how the race plays out, and it um obviously um Lisa Staples came around and had to I had to take a sit at that point, and um, Ginger was happy to take a sit, but it was just obviously trying to find the right run. I thought I could go through there, but it just started. It was just too tight, and then pulled out, and she just found another gear. She certainly did. So, it's it's interesting that you come back. You you, you get yourself out of a, uh, the, I guess with the help of a couple of handy horses, out of a jam. You get the ball rolling straight away. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's it's just straight mm. straight back into the winners winners circle. So, I have to ask you. Like, you you seem like you've got a really really balanced and, and um, lovely seat in the saddle, seemed very poised for someone who hasn't been riding very long. Who have been your mentors and, and who have you sort of, I guess, you modelled your style or or, or uh, anything like that? And and are you a big watcher of races here and in interstate? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, I watch a bit of everyone and try to pick up on, you know, the things that I like. I definitely like Pikey, how the way that he just, like, guides them through the gears to get them to the top. So then they let completely down. And um, Damien Oliver as well, Jamie Carr, just a lot of that. I like the balancing and getting them balanced up. And that's the big thing that Simon says is get them balanced and get them around and then ask for them. Like that's definitely the main thing. Um, but, yeah, no, just obviously because, like you said, I haven't been riding for very long. It's hard to – I'm trying to pick everyone's styles and put mine together. Mm. And Simon and I were just only just having a chat about it yesterday, and yeah, he's he's happy with the way that I'm going, but yeah, yeah, I um, no, you should be like it's 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 very rare to for for young riders to come in and look as um as neat and balanced and composed in the saddle as you do. I noticed yesterday you even got the stick in the left hand out. <laughs> Thank you. No, I, yeah, had to had to do that because I didn't do it on one of the bosses, and yeah. Should have won, and you know now I've just been going. No, put it in the left. Put it in the left. So if I can put it in the left, then people will start noticing that. Then you know, hopefully, can get a few more rides. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. So you've speak. You mentioned your boss, si, Simon A. Miller, quite a lot. Can you tell us a little bit about him and, and your relationship? Yeah. Well, when I first came, I was a bit bit nervous and a bit quiet but then I come out of my show and he did well obviously he's quite a bubbly person so no he's been I I can't thank him enough for how much he's helped me um and given me the rides that he has and having the faith in me to you know get those wins from coming back from an injury but no he's been the biggest help he's he's a funny guy to have around the table (laughs) he keeps you on your toes but He's always after the races and before the races, he'll call me, um, we'll talk and just plan out a bit of the race, a bit of form. And then after the race, he'll tell me what I did good and what I need to work on. So, no, he's he's just awesome. How do you handle the constructive criticism, Holly? Uh, really good. I take a lot of it on board. That's what Simon says, that when he gives me that, that I'll take it on board and to put it into the next race, into the next meeting. And he, that's what he's really happy with. 
Yeah. Now you're on a on a steep learning curve, and it looks like you're enjoying every every moment of it. I guess it helps when you're when you're riding winners and they're they're starting to flow. But it uh, it does seem that you're really enjoying the uh, the decision that you made to become an apprentice jockey. What are some of the the other challenges that face young people getting into the racing game? Um, how old are you? Twenty twenty one. Twenty two. Twenty two. Okay. So yeah. and I guess like. For young people looking to become jockeys or involved in thoroughbred horse racing, what are some of the challenges that that you face, and what are, I guess what are some of the the benefits and positives that you've encountered? Yeah, well, it's hard to have a bit of a social life outside of racing. Your life turns into racing, which obviously I love. Um, friends from school and stuff like that, we sort of distance just because I work a lot of the time. Um, it's an awesome game to get into if you want to work work hard and everything like that. And when you do work hard, you get the results. Um, the money side's good, sorry. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's just, you know, if you love the horses, it's such a passion. And to be able to connect with them, well, with most of them, the way that you do is uh, amazing. And in how they can do what we ask them to do is incredible. So do you th- I'm fascinated by this. Do you think that you, by being able to ride horses, high-quality horses, I imagine that you do, you, do you get to take some of the Simon's good ones out uh, for a spin around at track work? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that so was- so what, what's, it, what's it like when you're, when you're able to transition to a stable with those type of, I guess, um, thoroughbreds underneath you get to have a really good handle on what good work is, uh, what good horses feel like. It mu- must be an advantage. Oh, 100%. gives you a good guide on them and um, to obviously learn the feel of good horses. So I remember my first gallop I had and I was like, oh, I was blown away just with how well um, the horse worked and that just blew my mind. <laughs> found, found a whole nother love for it. So, yeah. So the connection with the horse, I mean, you said that you've always loved horses. Uh, what Do you, do you feel like you can be, uh, this might be a silly question, but do you, do you feel like having that real love and affinity for the horse itself uh, is another another advantage that you that you have in, in your apprenticeship? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think so. Like you have to love the horse, like. Yeah. If you don't love the horse, you don't love the game and you don't connect with them the same way. And obviously, all I'm all about praise with the horse. They, you know, when they've done a great job of um, winning and everything like that, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Very good. All right. So we've got five rides, Champion Phillies Stakes Day this Saturday at Ascot. Um, yep. How, I mean, obviously, you're heading to Belmont today. I think you got one or two today. Yeah, I got one today. Yeah. One today. Yeah. What's uh, so? What What's the preparation look like ahead of uh, a big day at Ascot Carnival time? Uh, five Five good rides. What's uh, What's the week look like for Holly Watson leading into race day? Well, obviously, I have my no, I have Wednesday Thursday meetings and um, obviously work throughout the week. Uh, she had a day off a week, which is good, and I'm. Um, appreciate that a lot it makes you refresh and um get back onto it um i sort of obviously work in the morning four till eight nine some days but um then i'll come home get ready for the races 
have a sweat if I need to have a sweat and then head to the races for the day. So I eat pretty cleanly because when coming back from injury, I was a bit heavy. So I had to get that under under control and now I've got it under control. It's really good. You've got a 53 and a half minimum riding weight, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to drop it to 53 again. That's what I started with. But when I came back from injury, I put it up to 54 just so um, I wasn't like bustling myself to get down to that. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm happy happy with how my weight is at the minute. Excellent, excellent. All right, so let's have a chat about Saturday. Race one, you're riding Vane Tempest for Paige Kenny, uh, a stable and a set of colours that you've had a bit of success with in the past. <laughs> yeah, the little poker face. Yeah, no, yes. Paige has been really good. I've obviously got a win for her yesterday, so get to ride the, the big girl. Uh, we had a bit of a missed start last Yeah, can, start. You tell us what, can you tell us what happened last Thursday? Yeah, she just got a little bit worked up behind the gates and kicked out at the fence and um, just I think she cut her a leg, so yeah. What are you what are you thinking, Saturday? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking obviously we'll have a I've got a bit more of a um, guide on her now, so I'll keep her away from the fence. It's obviously that no white flag is the one to beat, so mm-hmm. I think I can slide it obviously if she jumps I'll slide across the top and Happy to sit outside if I need to. Yeah, she's a she's a tough tough horse on her day, Van Tempest. A lot of ability, so nice ride yeah. to kick things off. And then I see this is good. You've got a you've got a uh, you got a ride for your old boss, Campbell <laughs> yeah. McCullough. I do, I do. Yeah, no, really good. Um, I've won on this horse before, and he did. He won quite good last start. So down in the weights, and hopefully run a cheeky race. Yeah, I think he he tracked the fence last night, as, and you got gate one on Saturday as well. So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. He sort of dived through along the fence. That's trade prize in the Westpeed Platinum Series heat, and then yeah. uh, and then uh, a few of your rides for your bosses kick in here. So race three, you're riding Son of a God for Simon O. Yes, yes, we have got Son of a God. Hopefully, we can um, they're going to get a win with him. It's, there'll be a bit of speed in it. Will Chino triple triple missile be the ones to beat? So. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you can run a good race. Simon A again, you're back on board Ginger Flyer, looking to ride this mare to three straight wins. Race four. Yeah. I'm very excited for this one. You know, she's just turned a corner. I think I think she's happy sitting and she actually relaxes quite well. Firstly everyone was saying that she's only a leader and mm-hmm. she can only lead. So when she did sit and kick like that, it was quite a good feel. And last start as well did the same and just, yeah, hopefully I can um, get in from the wide gate because she just jumped so quickly as well. I'm, I'm hoping that I'll be able to. Yeah, it was interesting. You're right. Make a good point. She was basically pigeonholed as a leader, wasn't she? Uh, find yeah. the front, dictate yeah. and, and see how you go over 1,400. But mm-hmm. uh, the day that um, you sort of you got stuck behind horses and had to get out was – it was. It showed a bit of a different side to her, didn't it? Where she was able to accelerate, pick up, and um, and uh, and win. And then even last start, she sort of was going to be challenged by the horse of I think it was Fashion Queen by Bob Peters's horse. And then she sort of found another gear late and and um, sort of stretched clear. So yeah, um, yeah, no. yes. Yeah, so she's she's becoming a lot more versatile the older she gets. Ginger Fly. Yeah, so. definitely. The stable was um, <laughs> two of the stable hands were like, well, she thought she could only lead. So. Yeah, yeah, no, really good. And this is this is this is a real fascination for me. Uh, obviously, you're going. You must be going mighty well because 
Adam Durant and the connections of one of the most, um, I guess, uh, temperamental horses in Western Australia. They've thrown you the reins to this will test you. They um, have, yes. Well, well yes. named, and um, you're going to have some fun riding here on Saturday, Holly. What, what, what have they told you about this will test you? I've spoke to a few of the jockeys, and um, obviously she's quite temperamental, and we know she's got barrier <laughs> issues, but right, um, hopefully I can work with her and we can get to the top and she can get a win on board. That would be lovely. I'd love to win on her. So. I bet. That would be a feather in the cap. So yeah, when, yeah, when, they rang, when they rang you up to book you for this will test you, did, was there any hesitation or did you just lock it in? I had the ride on Taj Marley. Yes, I see that, yeah. Yeah, I chose this will test you just because obviously Adam's giving me quite a good chance and um, putting me on a lot of horses and especially on Saturdays in an apprentice cup and so it, yeah, I chose to go with Adam's horse. Very good. Uh, well, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna have some fun spinning around. Yeah. This will test you on Saturday. Hey, Ollie, good luck. Five five uh, rides at um, Carnival Time at Ascot. You must really, as I said before, you must really be pinching yourself. Before I let you go, what 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 does the future look like for for Holly Watson? Do you have any sort of medium long term goals that uh, that 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 uh, that you've put you that you've put on the table? Um, what's uh, what um, what are you thinking about your apprenticeship moving forward? Right, lots of winners. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I haven't thought about it too much. I want to obviously get my style right and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, I'm obviously just following behind Simon and just want obviously what please Simon and stuff like that. So I just guess ride winners at the minute. So maybe if we well, speak again, maybe I might have a different. <laughs> well, I mean, you're only you're only you're only twelve months in, so yeah, ride uh, yeah. r- ride lots of winners sounds like a pretty good motto, really. And uh, you're doing a good job of that. Before, yeah. uh, last thing, will we? There's uh, I know there's lots of people who love to have a bed in Geraldton's and your uh, and your Albany's this this summer. Will we be seeing you in the outer provincials, or will you be sticking closer to home over the uh, over the summer months? Yeah, well, um, Saturdays I'm obviously going to try to stay at Ascot if there's any other meetings, but um, I'm going to Albany on Sunday, so I'm happy to ride at the other places. It's just on Saturdays I I would like to stay at Ascot. Very good, very good. Holly, it's been tremendous chatting to you here on the 1-1. Thanks for giving up your time on a race day. Very much appreciated. And, yeah, it's been it's been awesome watching you uh, watching you ride over the last 12 months and uh, breath of fresh air for the WA Racing Games. So uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much, BJ. I really appreciated chatting with you. All righty. Good luck on the weekend. Thank you. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Champion Philly Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton are teaming up to record episode 102 of the 1-1 WA Racing Podcast. It is 11.30am on Thursday, the 11th of November. Belmont today, Ascot and Geraldton on Saturday. And Terry, you'll be very happy to know that the Albany Racing Club season gets underway this Sunday. Well, I've always loved the Albany Racing Club season. Racing in the uh, the southwest just uh, yeah, it just makes me uh, 
Brings me to attention, BJ. So, uh, yeah, can't, can't, can't wait for I don't know how much form I'll get in for this Sunday, unfortunately. But uh, tell you what, come Monday, I will be absolutely raring after uh, yeah, a week on the light duties. I think it's uh, it might be perfect timing come a big railway stakes week. Oh, look, can't wait. Can't wait. And we've got a big extravaganza edition of the 1-1 one, one for railway stakes day. We do. And, we'll, and you know what we'll have, BJ? Tell me. We'll have an owner as one of the co-hosts in the railway stakes. Is that right? It is right, yeah. So Dig Deep was going to go to the Ascot Gold Cup and potentially back up, but after drawing extremely wide and um, carrying the, the 59 kegs um, because nothing higher rated was ended for the race, uh, they've decided why not. In a, in a year where the Eastern Staters aren't coming, let's jump into a railway. We'll be about 10th or 11th in line, so we're easily going to get a run. And um, Champ. Yeah, bloody hell. I, I'm, I'm excited. I tell you what, I, I think we're definitely going to find it uh, difficult to uh, – to succeed, but uh, tell you what, if you told me I'd have a runner in the railway stakes, I wouldn't care if it's a million to one, to be honest with you. How about you blokes? Dead set. Karakata, guineas, railway. Stiff in the guineas too. <laughs> um, stiff in the Faretha as well. Uh, stiff in the grandstand as well. Uh, yeah, no, look, he's, he's – uh, I don't know. I, I I don't. I still don't really get a, a complete hold on on Dig Deep whether he's overachieved or because you win the Karakata right and you grab your twenty points and that usually finds out a lot of horses. Like, um, uh, well, there's a lot in the past. I can't think of any coming to my head right now. But you know how they grab those twenty points, BJ, and that sort of that takes them almost above their mark because they've won that, that race as a juvenile against limited opposition or opposition, which is sort of questionable or unproven at that sort of point in their career. Yeah, but yeah. the thing that Dig Deep's done since then is won two listed races, uh, was sat deep in a Hannon's run second. He, he's actually gone on with it and continued to be competitive despite being that 80, 90 rater. Like we obviously thought we'd probably lose a Karakata and be a 60 rater and head in and win a few races going forward. But um, yeah, he's continued Really raise the bar, and he won't. He won't know himself with the fifty-three. So, uh, I'll be. I'll be getting along to the barrier draw next Tuesday. All the owners will be out there, and um, tell you what, if we can draw a low gate, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to think we can get the right toe ball into it and try and uh, try and run top four or five. I think that'd be pretty exciting. Yes, yes, I'm. I'm sure. I think you, one thing you got to remember with Dig Deep, it's very rare for horses to perform at the highest level at two, three, four, five. Do you know what I mean? It's it's very very mm-hmm. rare thoroughbred that can do that. So for Dig Deep to be running in a in a Hannans and a Northern Cup and now into a Railway Stakes as a five year old after being a Karakata Plate winning two year old, it's a it's a huge effort for the champ. That's why he's the podcast pinup boy. Dig deep. So uh, it's going to yeah, be very- He loves the big stage. He does. He does. It's going to be a very exciting build-up into, into Railway Stakes Day. And that'll be the two-year anniversary of our first episode. I think our first episode was a Railway Stakes Day edition of the 1-1. One, one. So, um, yeah, are we are we on location? Are we studio HQ? Have we, worked, have, we, are we, have we got that far yet? What are you thinking? Well, that, that was in my to-do list this week to try and get us over to the raffles and uh, speak to Pete and Crip and maybe Scotty Embry and a few other lads to, to get them on board, but I haven't uh, haven't ticked too many things off the to-do list this week, unfortunately, <laughs> BJ. Um, but we'll definitely have a good little panel um, sorted out, whether it's on location or not. Uh, I think we can definitely still sort that out. But, uh, no, it'll be a, a bonanza show next week. We'll even try, like we did last year, try and get a couple of um, quick little chats with a few of the major players throughout the day um, and – 
and yeah, we'll, we'll make it a, uh, a podcast worth listening to. I think it'll be a, um, yeah, it should be a cracking day's racing. I'm already very, very, very excited about it, BJ. Yeah, me too. Cannot wait. And stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. And don't forget our new look, not so new look, Champs and Challenges edition of the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind with Kev and Potsy. BJ, which uh, I'll be also tuning into tonight to uh, to see who is victorious. Can I get? Can I answer? Can you answer me one question? Mm-hmm. I saw a bit of chat on Twitter with the lads, um, having a bit of a laugh. Uh, over under twenty five questions. <laughs> under twenty five questions. The, the, oh. lads, the, the lads surprised me. They were very sharp today, actually. So, uh, but Kevin Potts, you, you sounds. Did you just throw up some? Did you just put the bowling machine? In, did you? <laughs> and lob up some half volleys. <laughs> Kevin Potsy sounds like a uh, FM breakfast show, doesn't it? So maybe the maybe the boys can can team up for their own podcast after after today's mastermind. No, they did they, they did very well. It was a, it was a tr- tremendous clash and lived up to the uh, to the heat that was on Twitter last night. Bit of a bit of a grudge match between the pair, but uh, no, it was good stuff. So, um, mate, bet fair edge. Are you back on tomorrow or are you out of commission? What's the go? The, the listeners want to no, know. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll be on tomorrow. Um, if I go into the studio and it's 50-50, we, we will definitely be on. We've got Michael Grantham joining us tomorrow, so he'll be discussing everything uh, Lord Help Me Run. We might also talk about Captain Chaos while we're there. Might fire, a, um, fire a few questions about Captain Chaos, you reckon? Yeah, we might fire a few questions. Well, I messaged him before and I said um, – I said as uh, anybody that uh, oh, I can't remember it was, it was a very witty comment about uh, having a chat to the second favourite in the RJ Peters and he said well you're going to have to speak to Danny Morton when Captain Chaos gets crunched then aren't you <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very funny um, but yeah he's a, he's a genuine character he's one of my favourite people in the game to, uh, to talk to and um, like I said to a few people before the Northern Cup I said geez if, if we lose this dig deep that is um, I hope it's uh, I hope it's Mickey that wins it so um, yeah yeah, I'll be cheering for. Uh, but I, I don't, to be honest, I don't think he needs to win to make the um, no, make the he's railway in. anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that it'll just be a backup job for most of those horses as long as they pull up okay. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, just excited. The railway's an exciting day this year. There's just a lot of there's a lot of stories. I reckon. So it'd be nice if Western Empire just doesn't turn up for everyone's sake. I think. What do you reckon? Mm. Yeah, I, I, it was, we're all playing for second, aren't we? Uh, it feels that way, doesn't it? It was it was watching the replays last last night and of the horses coming out of the Asian Bow into the Peters or into the Ascot Gold Cup, wherever they're heading, and it was just it was just a stark reminder that that was uh, wow, oh. that was jaw dropping, really, from uh, yeah. from Western Empire. So, uh, good luck, good luck. However. I will say that um, we didn't really do much of a review, but this will just be a quick one. Uh, Regal Power could be back. That was huge on Saturday. So, yeah, um, no, Regal look, Power. Kingston Town Classic, look out. Yeah, Regal Power went super. KC went super as yep. well, um, yep. just from back in the field in a race on a pattern. We really got the – well, I, I got the pattern wrong, I guess. Um, uh, the man – our man on course was telling me that it was more of an easterly than a southwesterly. I, I don't know where – do you look up wind conditions – uh, pre-meeting, BJ, and do you? Would you have a particular website? A lot of people use Wind Willie. Yeah, that's what I use. Wind Willie as well. Um, but yeah, Willie's been. I don't know 
how accurate Willie is, to be honest with you, because, um, yeah, as I said, my man on the ground was telling me it definitely wasn't a southwesterly on the day. So We needed uh, uh, we need a weather station on course that we can we, uh, do. That we can tap into like via an app or via the Perth Racing website, something like that. So. Mm, that would be, yeah, that would be, that would be something. Or just, just a camera set up on the flag, mm. Mm, just, a, just a flag monitor. Imagine that's saying it's your job. What's your job? I'm a flag monitor. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've got a few mates that are probably qualified to be flag monitors. So. Mate, the way the way that you're going through, you could pay someone uh, to go out there and shit. just station <laughs> just station a camera on the flag all day for uh, you, you live stream it. So dearie me, dearie me. But um, yeah. Anyway, are we are we discussing this week now? Yeah, let's get rolling. Mate. Yeah. Okay. So this week uh, we're back to the true. Um, it looks like again. See, it depends where you look. So wind, wind, really saying it's pretty moderate easterlies and they always pick up a little bit later in the arvo um but i, I find that looking at wind willy uh they often suggest um that the breezes will be more moderate than they are and they're often stronger than that on the day almost uh considerably stronger so look with the rail back at true a 30 degree day and um and uh those easterlies in play, we, we have to make the presumption it's going to be somewhat difficult to make ground, don't we, Beach? Yeah, yeah. That's your uh, that's your typical Ascot formula, isn't it, for on speed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It's the second go at True as well. When it played True first time around, it was a really nice fair track. Um, so I don't want to. You can really do damage if you get exclusively into a mindset it's going to play in a particular way. Um, but I actually haven't had a pre-post bet, which is amazing for me. I've usually had 3,000 pre-post bets. Um, but, yeah, it'll be very, very interesting stuff uh, to see how it plays. But I'm expecting you'd want to be on speed. Agree wholeheartedly. Um, 30 degrees, about time. We've mm-hmm. got a bit of heat in this joint. It's been a, uh, it was a long, wet winter. Uh, it's been a very mild sort of start to the, the spring, but hopefully a bit of heat um, get some growing weather to help out our tracks. We're in a bit of trouble on a few, few of our tracks uh, across Perth and the uh, and the provincial area. So a bit of growing weather would be appreciated as we head towards uh, peak WA racing season. Let's get going, mate. Race one is the Arlec Australia handicap over twelve hundred meters, and um, yeah, no white flag. Boom horse, full brother to Fabergino. Uh, strolled in first up for Toddy Harvey two weeks ago. He's going to be all the rage in race one of the day. Now, the question for me, Terry, what does your speed map look like for for this event? Yeah, before we talk about this race in particular, Mm -hmm. every single race has a sort of a really unique uh, feel about it. Mm. It's really really good uh, betting meet for people that want to sort of – well, it's just every race has got its own sort of – individual characteristics some way it's very quite boring it's very simplistic but this race in particular we look at it and you go well no white flag if it repeats that effort um it should just be winning obviously but then you go okay well what does happen with the speed map does does mitchell pateman from barrier two just say all right you can cross me i mean no surrender is not a horse that's been crossed uh rarely yeah Yeah. very very rarely so um and the last two times that no surrender has raced at 1200 meters it's actually won so i think I, i i don't know if it's a well, it's maybe a slight criticism, but I think Darren McCall is always very quick in trying to get his horse up to the mile. And sometimes they're actually really good sprinters. Mm. I think he's just, he's very desperate to get his horses straight up in trip. And when they seem to trial and race well at the shorter course, and I'm not saying that's the case with no surrender. He, he looks like a nice miler type horse, but obviously winning your last two over the 1200, um, 
yeah, if he kicks up, and then you've obviously got ultimate command from the widest gate um, coming across, they'll they'll probably just be happy sitting in the breeze outside, no white flag. But if something goes amiss there, if if no surrender does kick up and make it difficult, if ultimate command goes, hang on, well, I'm going to be caught three deep. Do I have to try and get across to the front? And if it turns into a bit of a mess, then we'll, we'll, it'll be a really interesting race and we'll see what no white flag's um, all about. If it has yeah, to take a sit. I'd probably swing to written matter if, if that's what occurs. So my, my gut tells me that they'll let no white flag go, uh, no surrender will park on its back thinking that's a nice back to be on. Yeah. Um, and ultimate command will come to the breeze. And from there, the race will probably be over with written matter in the one, one. Um, but right. speaking to Holly Watson, she was hoping maybe to push forward vain tempest. Can you see a spot and, more or is that three wide? Yeah. hundred. No, mm. probably three wide, but yeah. I don't think that's the end I, over the 1200 of the East. It's probably not the end of the world. Mm. Um, I, I think you just push forward naturally. And if she can, Get a spot or find the breeze or uh, I can't see how she finds the breeze. I thought maybe Unless ultimate I, command, they might be a little bit more uh, patient, patient up to the 1200. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's but from seven. What do you do though? Do you just sort of amble across and then let Van Tempest take that's you what on? I, that's and, what I was sort of thinking. Yeah. 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 If, if that's the case, that's just going to work right into the hands and no white flag yeah. as well. So, yeah. but Look, you know, I, you know what I mean? Ultimate command comes across and yeah. then, yeah. And then Van Tempest and then you just, uh, Brad Parnham might just opt to grab hold and follow Van Tempest rather than punch the breeze outside. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm not sure how quickly Vane Tempest will get there. So over 1,200, I think that's, yeah, that's true. A, a, a silly move because mm. you're probably getting cover for 100, 200 metres before you want to pop out and get going anyway. Yeah. So I, I think over a mile it would make sense, but over 1,200 I think it would sort of defeat the purpose. But I can see exactly what you're saying because mm. they probably do think it's suspect at the – uh, at the 1200 meters but look if, if no white flag gets it on its own terms out in front which i really hope it does and i really i really hope they, they put a bit of pressure on it and we can um, and we see a real race here then I, I do think written matter will be the one finishing over the top of them um but my gut tells me that no white flag will get to the top and even if it's a three wide line led up by vain tempest i think the time that no white flag will run with an easterly early in the day will be too hard for them all to catch but in saying that i think the current price is probably as thin as you want to be just with those queries on the speed map what price were you in your market, Terry? Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not as confident in my markets as I usually yeah, am. Yeah, understand. I've done, just as yeah. I've done under a little bit of duress, but so I'm two sixty. I'm, I'm three dollars eighty. Um, three dollars eighty. Sorry, two dollars forty five. No white flag. Three dollars eighty. Written matter. I'm really, um, really looking at it as a complete two horse race uh, with those two runners. So I mean, at around the six dollar mark, written matter probably does throw itself out as a bet but i i am very wary of the fact that i do yeah i do think they might just give this to no white flag and in front yeah i was two two twenty no white flag which is about about the price it is at the moment i actually think mm-hmm. that 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 first up run he was allowed to sort of lead on his own terms but i just like love the way that he basically just yeah, oh, I guess Sean McGrady basically had his feet up on the dashboard, and he the horse almost just took over, um, and just uh, and then Shawnee eased the horse down on the line. I, I even think that even if there is a bit of pressure, that the horse, it might even suit this horse, if you know what I mean. Um, might be able to draw. It's as long as he holds the front, though. Yeah. As soon as he if he takes a sit, there's no way in the world I'd want to be on at two dollars twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I just think if they if they if they want to cross him, if they want to lead, they're going to have to 
they're going to have to. It's going to be high pressure. You would have thought yeah. over twelve hundred. So, uh, but yeah, Chris Chris Parnham replacing the suspended Sean McGrady. Uh, no, not many riding well, better than Chris at the moment. So I think, I think Chris I, the chance yeah. of of handing up potentially if if he feels there's too much pressure. Chris is a, and I think it's one of Chris's strengths. To be honest, he's really become more patient with his riding. Yep. Um, so do you think with Chris going on for Sean, um, there's a chance that if the pressure's applied, instead of Chris going no buggy, I'm going to kick up here, Chris might actually sort of take a hold and just say, oh, I'll, sit on, I'll sit on your back and I'll sit on the back of Alton Command or, or whoever Perhaps. So I just feel like he's probably going to ride him like the best horse. Just put put him there, um, yep. see what he's made of. If he if he can't if he can't lead these uh, over 1,200 and kick and win on a on a suitable conditions day, then maybe no white flag isn't the horse that we think he is. So I, I, I think Chris Pine just got to back the horse in, back the trainer in and, and let the horse do his thing. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the thing. The only thing I, I mean, you, you go back through his runs. Obviously, he missed the kick on the twenty sixth of May, but back on the twenty fifth of April, down the straight, he was actually unable to lead. So when you have multiple speed horses in a race, and I I went back and sort of what I do is I, I watch the first. 50 metres, 30 metres of all their jumps and sort of go, well, who is the quickest? If, if they all show intent, who's the one that will hold the top? And I do think that No White Flag, what we saw at its last start in the trial, though it's hard to tell with the Lark Hill trials because we've got a head-on shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Chris has the ability to, but, um, geez, it will become a very, very interesting race if um, there is some intent shown from uh, something on its outside to uh, to lead. But um, if not, it'll be a procession, I'd suggest, BJ. And Written Matter will not disgrace itself. I, I think matter is a uh, a really nice horse and that trial wasn't couldn't have been any better yeah jay rooney in the ownership as well very uh very lucky owner jay rooney and, and adam mcgraw there we go adam mcgraw written delina uh, written ah of course mario shout out to mario back yourself delina there's uh yeah there's a few big names in there written matter mm. syndicate but uh but yes so yeah, a bit of a uh, acid test second up for No White Flag. And, yeah, we'll find out a bit more about this fellow on Saturday. Race two, Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Series. This is heat three. Uh, we've had uh, one and two, obviously. This is the final heat before the $100,000 West Speed Platinum Series final. Winterbottom Stakes Day, November 27 at Ascot. What are your uh, what are your thoughts on on heat three? I thought this was this was a little bit on the, the thin side. It was a funny sort of race. Yeah, it was. It's a uh, speed map wise was quite interesting. Mm. Did you with the claim? Um, interesting. Apple Snaps is up to fourteen hundred meters for the first time for a new uh, for the new training combination. The uh, the masters of the triad horse in Chris and Michael Dan Jimmy. Um, yeah, they snaffled. They snaffled Apple Snaps up uh, online digital sale for forty five thousand. Yep, um, I, I feel like that's. I feel like that's probably about right. I yep. think Lindsay Smith was probably under the impression he got as much out of it as he could. Um, and you're, once you're up to a 75 roadie, you're sort of, as you can see, it's got 62 and a half in a 58 plus. So it's sort of, it's career from here on, you'd think is 66 pluses and above. And maybe Lindsay just didn't think it was a 66 plus horse. Um, but you'd think from the widest gate with Kesh on, they'll look to go forward. But you do have to keep in mind, Apple Snaps is a horse that hasn't jumped um, at many of its career starts. It's naturally just had to go out the back because it hasn't been able to accelerate. So um, I, I presume the plan will be to go forward. But whether it can jump or not, uh, we'll see on the day. I, I look, I I think they should be trying to lead on Snippy Miss. It's it's a horse that's not winning. Like mm. just just go back to when it did win. Just just try and lead on it. Good point. Uh, there's Good no point. there's yep. no way in the world I'm going to be backing Snippy. 
minutes. I'm just thinking from a tactical point of view, I wouldn't just say, see what happens. I'd just be saying, look, just try and lead this at all costs, like with an ace in play, just have a go, just try and lead this. So that's what I'd be doing with Snippy Miss. But besides that, Audi La probably rolls forward from an awkward gate, but it's it's questionable speed, isn't it, BJ? Yeah, I sort of, I didn't really consider that Snippy Miss uh, option, but that uh, that makes sense. I had Audi La and Apple Schnapps pushing forward from their high draws, trying to cross and find the top and yeah. outside leader. I think that that makes sense to me because other than Snippy Miss, I mean, who's led before? So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I think Tiger moved down the bottom. The maiden yeah. can show a little bit of pace potentially, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're stretching, and I, I don't think there are too many. Um, look, I, I don't know how it's going to be an interesting what this market does late. Holy Enchantment's obviously the best horse in the race. Yes, big big red flags when you've you've tried twice, but that was two two months ago. You're fresh over the fourteen hundred from Barrier Two. Might get um, a few back the fence. To, I, just for me at around 380, 390. Um, I think he's around that quote at the moment. It's a, it's a type of horse, despite him being the best runner in the race, I'll probably look to just to risk him. You just want to see him first, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. and, and, and see how he goes. But um, look, I, I'm going to go with the, the Geraldton visitor. Uh, well, he's Ashley Maley. He's not really a Geraldton visitor, but he's uh, he's Jin, been Jin, huge Jin, in Jero. Jin, Jin. Jinjin, Jinjin, but he's been flying in Jero. Um, and the bigger thing that Megadon's learned to do uh, very recently he's learned how to jump the gates he, yeah. he'll pick, I, I bet you he's in i bet you he's in front after 30 meters obviously pike will hold and let something go but he'll probably land one one um like that last win with jet stanley that was a weak race it's better than it looks the the prior win against real passion was just soft as butter yeah, um and then if you look at the if you go four back mitchy payments that three day the trip when beaten by star Aureo, who flies at jerry who got the dream rails run and then they dropped him back to the 1200 and he was against a couple of sharp sprinters and flooded like he's doing everything right. He, he lands in the perfect spot. I don't think this horse has ever been going better. While his last two wins were at the mile, I think the 1400s, his pet trip. Um, look, he's he's far from a star, but you're going to put William Pike um, right on the pace on a horse that's going well, on a horse that accelerates when it's asked to. In the 1-1 um, one, one as well. Yeah. In the 1-1. One, one. One. Exactly right. So Megadon's the, the one for me here, BJ. And um, yeah, I was $3.90. So um, I'm still holding off though. I think Betfair might even provide a, a better opportunity of a bit late. Yes, I can uh, I can concur with Megadon. He, that win two starts ago, I think it was Brad Willer. I think he landed mm-hmm. in the 1-1, one, one, didn't he? He sort of just dominated the race from there and uh, made it back-to-back with uh, Apprentice Jet Stanley on last start and um, W. Pike hopping on board. Can't go wrong. I This horse is... Winning record surprised me. It's only got the two wins next to its name, but I feel as though it's a much better horse than that. Beat the bro. Um, is one of those sort of funny thoroughbreds that can sort of find trouble when you least expect it, and that was definitely on show first up midweek at Belmont the other day when held up, basically stopped dead mm. in its tracks, uh, first up in that Class 5, 1,200. Uh, got out when it was all over and somehow managed to close uh, to a length and a half behind Island Missile after having no momentum. So for Beat the Bro to pick up and sprint like that uh, under those circumstances was, uh, yeah, pretty pretty telling. So I feel as though Beat the Bro has competed at a higher level than this than, than yep. most of these in this race. If um, Kiwi Yu can, can find a suitable running position with uh, with Beat the Bro from, from a half a sticky draw, gate eight, then I think Beat the Bro is going to take a heap of beating on Saturday. Yeah, but you're bang on. That's yeah. uh, that's definitely my uh, major concern with Meganon. I've I've got very little between them in my market, um, and yeah, I'll be very happy saving if there's a little wobble. I'm, I'm 
I'm hoping that a horse like Holy Enchantment sort of overbet on on what it is, or even Apple Snaps, Apple Snaps um, yeah. could could be overbet type thing, and, and we get the opportunity to to back and save. But um, yeah, beat the bro. It's probably a good thing beaten last start actually. Yeah, um, yeah. behind Island Missile. So, but I have been a, a beat the bro victim many times <laughs> uh, in the past. Feed. Well, and, I reckon uh, I reckon I'm, there's a few in the same. I'm boat. drawing. <laughs> I'm drawing very thin on uh, on beat the bro, unfortunately. So you say, uh, yeah, he's just, two. For, he's two yeah. from twenty two. Beat the bro. He feels like he's a better horse than that. Two from 22. He is. So. He's Richie Benno, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Richie Benno. He yeah. certainly is. But uh, maybe yeah, maybe it's uh, this is his prep where he just uh, where he just uh, starts to put a few together. But um, but yeah, if you're, if you're a smart place punter, you, he's 15 from 22 though, and you're probably getting it. Even money a whole. Yeah. It's, it's probably actually like I, ne- I never think like that. That's not how I punt. But um, it, it probably makes a great deal of sense to double your money on beat the bro running a hole. But um, yeah, I won't, I'll be doing that. Shout out to friend of the podcast, Liam Lachlan. Lachlan from uh, Albany. He is saddling up Wild Fusion. Now, just yep. historically, Guru, Wild Fusion won this exact same race last year. So uh, before yeah, before going on to finish again. before going on to finish second, I think in the West Speed Final behind Glamour yep, Pact. Pact. So yeah, so Heat Three last year he won and he's resuming from a good draw on Saturday. He's pretty honest Wild Fusion, so no surprise to see him uh, thereabouts when the whips are cracking. But I'm leaning towards beat the bro mm. to knock, notch up his third victory of his career. I'll go with Megadon, but so uh, yeah, beat the bros. Definitely the major danger for me, uh, for me, BJ, and a big watch on what um, Holy Enchantment does in the market. Agree. Now this is uh, things are really starting to heat up here, Terry. Mm. Race three, the Amelia Park handicap. No messing around here. This is a twelve hundred seventy-two plus. We have Will Chino versus Triple Missile versus Secret Plan, as well as uh, a cast of uh, other very high quality horses in Hot Zed. Son of a God at his best. So yeah, this is this is only eight horse field, but uh, a cracker. And you imagine the winner of this race will 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 then head towards a uh, a uh, Winter Bottom Stakes Group One Million Dollar Hail Mary in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, it's funny. You sort of look at the Colonel Reeves later in the day and you've got um, 15 runners, okay? Mm-hmm. So out of those 15, I think All Day Session and Graceful Girl are 79 and 81 Raiders. Mm-hmm. So if you chuck them in this, they're basically below everything besides, well, basically below the top four. So you got 15 already there. You, you'd think on a year like this, they're all going to progress to a winter bottom. It'd be, it'd be great. So there'll be one or two that drop out, I'm sure. Um but there's every chance that the 84 rating of, of Will Chano will probably get it there yep. already with, without having it to win this. Um, but uh, Triple Missile and Secret Plan on 76 and 79 ratings uh, will probably need to win this to, to – well, may need to win this to get in. Um, it's it's really interesting in that sense. So, I look, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing all three of these – horses race in the winter bottom in in two weeks time against each other and that'll become quite interesting because we can see here that will chino has got two and a half kilos more than triple missile and four kilos more than secret plan it'll actually get two off them um as the mayor mm-hmm. um it'll actually carry two less so it'll be a massive weight swing in will chino's favor so uh look this is just a this is just a great race however you 
try to uh, try to decipher it. I'm, I'm sure the majority of people are going to be looking at at, um, at triple missile, and that's understandable. It was the it was the big eye catcher. Um, I was I was just to be honest, I was just impressed with Will Chino. Like, yeah. horses shouldn't be able to. And I was I was big triple missile. Um, horses shouldn't be able to sustain that type of pressure and still be there at the end. And so there's obviously big question marks in the fact that Chris Pan will either have to breeze or even tuck in on Zebel if Zebel goes real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then up to the 1200 and then also the 60 kilos. So major question marks, but geez, I reckon Will Chino is a proper horse. It's, uh, it's doing a lot of things right. So triple missile is going to have to come from last and circle them. New jockey on. Um, I can yes. only presume, I can only presume that Mitch has been told he can ride it in the, Winter bottom. Yeah, that's why. That's, that's why they're giving him a steer. Well. Yeah, because uh, Brad, no. Brad Willow obviously committed to Elite Street. Brad's lost a couple of nice rides on the card, actually, which I didn't completely understand the reasoning on, but that that one does make sense to some degree. Um, and then you got Secret Plan, who uh, it's actually the way I'm going to go, BJ. Mm-hmm. So I've surprised myself, but look, I, I doubt I'll be betting in this race. I just think Secret Plan from Barrier One will get that soft run in, can peel out at the right time. While with the Easterly, uh, with the firmer track, the rail, the true triple missile is going to have to come from last and circle a couple of might might be behind a Platinum Bullet and a uh, and a Son of a God and those type of horses who I think are a clear rung or two below these. Yeah. Um, and if Pikey just steals the runs, I think Triple Missile will be huge again, but yep. Pikey might just win it on map, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah. But, I mean, just to give you an idea of what I think about this race, I've marked it 310 secret plan, uh, 340 Triple Missile, 360 um, Will Chino. Okay. So, right. yeah, flip a, flip a coin, flip a three-sided coin, basically. Right, right, yep. Yeah, I was two seventy triple missile, mm-hmm. three twenty secret plan, and yeah, uh, my- just a bit touch longer. Wilcino third fave Wilcino for me. Yeah, from a betting point of view, I'm pretty happy to um, pretty happy to watch the market unfold and hope that something gets belted. And like I, I will happily back triple missile if it gets out to four bucks. I'll happily back Wilcino if it gets out to say four forty. I'll, I'll happily follow the one that gets out and is the one that I believe is the outlier in the market. I, I just think it's three great horses. Wilcino, if you look at their pros and cons, Wilcino's got the pro of being in front of the other two with an easterly. Um, it's iron proof at the moment, and it it'll probably get a softer run here that it did last start yeah. because it can just park up or well, you know, Zeebles, can, Zeebles drawing underneath it rather than outside exactly it, yeah, yeah. It, exactly right um and then you obviously got triple missile up to the 1200 a little bit of a weight swing um and that's obviously it's positives and then secret playing gets a softer run of the two and it hasn't clashed against them last time so we actually don't know how it measures up to those two um triple missile and secret plan have clashed in the past but i think this is a different secret plan this campaign, like a completely yeah. different horse to so, be honest with you. So it's, it's important to note for for the listeners out there that even though it does say Secret Plan beaten dollar fifty, dollar sixty five last start, that was that was a complete mm. forgive run. It was a false start race. And what happened was the, the only leader in the race was Poor Lee, and he was the, he was the one that got scratched because uh, he couldn't be pulled up after the after the um, false start. So he was a late scratching, which took all the speed out of the race, which then led to one of David Harrison's Sunny Silk led them up. Uh, Hot Zed come across the outside leader, and that left Secret Plan exposed in the in the three wide line, which is not his go. So that, for me, that was just you forget forget even went around when he was uh, on that occasion, but. From this looks a much better setup, like you mentioned, Terry. Gate one, Pike on in a small field. It's he's just going to be stalking, waiting. He's going to be lurking, isn't he? Secret plan. He'll be lurking. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. He'll be uh, yeah, lurking. 
think I'll do a bit of lurking on Railway Stakes Day. I'm looking forward to Railway Stakes Day, BJ. Um, yes, no, it's it's a cracking horse race. It'll come down to not just the best horse, but I think the best ride and, and track conditions will play a part here. But, track um, conditions, huge. I, I think the winter bottom will be a better race if all three of them are in the winter bottom. I agree. I really, I, I really do believe that all three can potentially win the winter bottom, how they're all looking at the moment. It's just, again, let's just remember that this time last year or maybe a few weeks ago last year, Elite Street and Celebrity Queen, who Cornell had the race, had only one ratings races. Correct. Correct. That I is- think those horses like Stage Man, I think they're a rung below. Like I really do think they're Stage Man's no longer in that same um, – uh, well, they are who they are, aren't they? We know they what, are, we know we know who stage that's man is. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. So, but we don't really know uh, what the ceiling is for these ceiling. Horses. So, triple. Yeah. I'm going triple missile again. Uh, this is if 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 the East Leads are howling and the first two leaders sort of um, bowl along and and stretch them out and win. It's going to be hard for triple missile. But I just that first up win was devastating to get to get as close as he did to Will Chino and the, and the last 200 that he ran the other day was incredible stuff. So he Lindsay Smith's got this bloke humming the smaller field. You're right. It's it, it, he really needs a hot Z or something like that just to drag him into the contest. Um, <laughs> but if he does get get sort of stuck behind uh, um, horses that are sort of just holding ground, um, then he's going to maybe get flushed and have to make – going to have be an even bigger effort to get over the top of him. But just the way he's tracking up to the 1,200, uh, this ADOS field, just I think triple missile might just have the turn of foot to zap him late. Should be a cracker. Should be an absolute cracker. I can't wait for it. All right. Race four. This is, this is another cracker. The Heineken three handicap. 66 plus over the 1400 meters plenty of chances in this but we have to uh i guess we have to highlight the uh the newcomer to the lindsey smith yard another one god has mm. chosen he has made uh, quite an impression in the lower grade since uh since uh coming to town after doing his early racing with neil lee part owner and breeder neil lee in uh, in albany um pretty impressive this fellow wasn't he two weeks ago god has chosen Certainly was. Well, there were big wraps around him even when he was with Neil Lee down in Albany. I think yes. he jumped $1.60 or something on debut and, uh, and he won well. Um, but, yeah, since he's come up to Lindsay Smith, obviously a bit more polish probably being put on him by Lindsay. He looks a, a really serious horse. But, again, BJ, a bit, a bit like triple missile. Like I, I thought God has chosen his one. I'd, I'm just going to continue to follow. And I – I would love to follow. It's just at the current price. It's probably a bit thin on a day where the Easterly is going to be in play again. What, what we, is he going to be right out of the back? What are we talking price wise? Let me refresh. I think he's about two twenty, two thirty. Um, which again with the Easterly, it, it can make things very different. Two ten. So that's Oof. even better. The short, the shorter it gets, the yep. shorter it gets, the happier I am. So, um, look, I, I would have loved to have been on it if we get a fair track and gets a wobble or whatnot. But um, we really have to. It's a horses for courses thing. I think God has chosen is probably black type and God has chosen is going to be the best horse in this race. But um, this last start, you got to remember he won a race led by Little Flirt. Mm-hmm. Little Flirt was always going to run last the moment it ended up out in front. Um, so this is a harder race and he might be back last. And horses like Ginger Flyer, who has gone to another level this campaign, like I've been – underpricing and probably been a little bit of a knock on ginger flyer. And I, I've now got to probably stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is she's got to you who was huge last time. Can we, just hang on. Ta- can we, can we pause for a moment? She's got to you. What, what was, <laughs> what, yeah. what was going on last start? 
<laughs> have you read the stewards report yeah i read the stewards report that was yeah. wild stuff can you tell can you give the listeners uh, a bit of a bit of a insight oh, i put that down as a that I just didn't understand. Sean Sean O'Donnell is he does that a fair bit. Has, what was the horse we'll, he did that on we'll talking about we'll talk, one day? Uh Morton Runner. Um Yeah, it was Regal Poise. Regal Poise, yeah. Regal Poise, yeah. Regal Poise, yeah. Yeah, it's on the list. Um <laughs> yeah, Regal Poise. Watch the Royal I another one. And and every jockey has their own traits and sometimes it really works really nicely for him. But I, I we'll talk about money matters later, but the ride on Money Matters last start when it was bolting in behind him and not pushing out and letting Elite Street take his run when it had two legs yep. on it. It's, yep. I feel like sometimes it, it just can be a touch lazy as a jockey and not, I don't know, just once you feel like you're out of the race or you, you don't get going early enough. I don't know. It's just how I, I feel at certain times. But, um, yeah, he, in his defence, he did say he didn't feel the horse felt right and it came back and it uh, it was lame in, yep. the, um, in the off four. So to, to finish went, off like that. It went and, like a rocket. Considering it was lame. I went like a yeah, went like a well, under hard, basically hard held as well. It was um yeah, it was quite incredible. But the, the big thing that um she's got to you has that God has chosen may not have is tactical speed. Yeah. Um so with MTA coming across very likely from eleven um and teacher flyer from nine, the fact he's drawn eight could be a really nice draw to sort of suck up under them and get a spot right behind them. And if Chrissy Parnham can can get off and going um and and have a have a good head start on Pikey with God has chosen. He might he might be really hard for Pikey to get there. It'll it'll be the run of the race. Yeah. God has chosen will be the run of the race. Yeah. I have no doubt about that. It's it's the best horse in this race. It's it's the horse I want to be on. I, I want I want to be on God has chosen. But I I just feel like if we're going to start talking two tens and and the prices we're talking about now, that's um that's thin. That's as thin as I want to be. And um, look, I'm more inclined to sort of almost play this in a back. She's got to you save ginger flyer. And, and mm. but um, at the current prices, nine fifty and ten bucks to me, that to me that feels like a better play with the easterly um, coming at us. Yes, yes, I agree. You get you get the feeling here that God has chosen is going to swoop and win or swoop and just miss, right? Yeah. So if 100%. if he swoops and just misses, who is he just going to be missing? And and I think you found two of them. And I'm with you. She's God to you. That was just wild stuff. First up, and also, but we we know what she's God to you is capable of. It feels like this horse has had maybe like feet issues for quite a while now. I notice there's been lots of different shoes trialed on her um and but but really when you go back through her form she's especially during in her three-year-old season she raced against some really good horses and and more than held her own and has a high a has Coast. a high speed rating for the day that she won over 1400 meters at ascot i think tash faithful won on her one day yeah. uh Big captain was, chaos yeah very fast race very very fast race so she's got to you um again just turned four, so maturing first up run was too good to ignore. Drops three kilos. Chris Parnham hops on, so plenty of ticks there. Um, Beret's racing really well, trying her heart out, but that's four seconds in a row. That's six seconds from her last seven starts for Beret. So um, hmm. that's uh, yeah. So she's as honest as a day is long, but just can't seem to to get her nose in front on the line. One horse. I did want to mention, which I was really quite taken with its trial. First up, former mm. Eastern Stater was a horse by the name of Blinder. Uh, Lactar Ram- Ramoli rode this horse in the in the heat 
at Belmont and was just going to go straight past them, I felt, and then it got stopped in its tracks and lacked out its down tools and gave it an easy time of things. Has weight um, considering it's, uh, it's good, good Victorian performances. So it's got 62, lacked out on claiming two. However, I just I just like that trial and he's a bit of a watch horse for me, Blinder, first up on Saturday. Mm. Oh, that trial was – even the first trial, behind yep. this will be in a long way behind this little testure and um, who's run second there? Uh, there's the Velvet King. Velvet King uh, I've been yeah. a long way in that trial too, but it was yeah a great trial as well. I think Blind is going to have a big career in uh, in WA, but I uh, looked to miss the kick on both occasions yes. to some yeah. degree. So yeah. if coming from last, it's going to be difficult. Even with the sixty against some of these nice horses, it's going to be difficult. But um, yeah, I think that might be a nice little purchase. Just because there's got to be a quality about it, Blinder. So um, yeah, we'll see see what happens there, but. Um, any love for big butter boom up on top of the speed? I don't know about mile back to fourteen. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm just yeah, exactly. That's that's a major negative for mm. me. But I'm pretty uh, pretty keen to look at if we're looking at the on speed runners. I think yep. Ginger Flyer and and others. The way Ginger Flyer shook off Fashion Queen, who I think is a really nice horse, the other day, and even Ginger Flyer only beat um, Brother Paddy the previous start, who uh, would be a, a big price in this. Ginger Flyer got chopped out and had to pick up and sprint again underneath them after Holly took that sit behind Brave Call. Yep. That's a sign of a horse going really really well. Yeah, we spoke um, uh, we spoke about that actually. Actually, uh, um, Holly Watson mentioned that um, it was all she, the horse had been sort of pigeonholed as a leader. Find the rail in front and do your best from there, and that was sort of her uh, her only real option. But might have stumbled across um, some versatility just by the way the races have played out the last two starts. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if she doesn't try for the top here as much, but it looks to follow MTA across yep. and um, looks to tuck in. So, um, yeah, it'll be very interesting how that map uh, works out early because Big Butter Boom drawn barrier to three isn't actually all that quick. So, um, yeah, it'll be very, very interesting stuff. But, uh, look, all eyes on God has chosen, expecting him to be very hard to beat. But um, with the map the way it is and with the easterly in play, um, yeah, he might need a couple of favours. Very good. All right, let's take a break and because uh, it's time for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Kieran, Kevin Evans, the champ, two-time champ, he's taking on Kyle Potsy Potter. Looking forward to this one, Terry. Have a listen. It is time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in, see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day, let him know that you listened to the 1 1, your West Australian Racing podcast. Was up there on Sunday. Uh, terrific atmosphere. Found the atmosphere up there at the Mundaring. Feed, flutter, froffies, it's all happening. So if you're in the neighborhood, make sure that you check it out. So last week, Kieran, Kevin, Evans, he made light work of his, uh, his good mate. Callum Robson, I think it was a 3-1 victory in the finish. So that's two on the bounce for Kev. This week, the man who wants to step up to the plate to take down Kev is Kyle Potter. Kyle, welcome to the 1-1. Thanks, AJ. Thanks for having me. Now, what's inspired you to have a crack at the mastermind? Is it listening to, to Kev over the last two weeks or has it been an itch that you desperately wanted to scratch? Oh, I just thought it'd be an uh, easy option to go after Kev, so... Uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. <laughs> there was, there's been a bit flying around on Twitter uh, lately, so this is going to be a very interesting clash. Kyle, tell us a little bit about yourself, mate. You are a Perth Racing employee about to start a uh, apprenticeship in turf management out there at, uh, at headquarters. Um, what's uh, what's your racing background, mate? 
Um, oh, not a huge racing background. Just uh, probably since I finished school, I kind of got into it through a couple of my best mates, Tommy and uh, Mitch. So Tommy yeah, Johnston and years. Mitch McClenny? Yeah, yeah. Previous mastermind. Previous mastermind wins. <laughs> All right, very good. Yeah. So, yeah, just last few years, they've kind of got me into it, and I've just bought into uh, oh, my second horse last night, actually. I think Terry's in it. So, um, see how that goes. Do we have a name, or is it Hush Hush? Halatorian. Uh, I don't. I, I presume he's in it. Yes, yes, I have heard a little bit about Halatorian. Okay, very good. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. mate, it's a beautiful Perth mid-morning, I suppose. It's 10.30. At the moment, what's uh, what's Ascot looking like, and uh, what can we look forward to? Headquarters for the big champion Phillies Stakes Day this Saturday. Yeah, um, oh, rail's going back through on Saturday. I'm currently at Belmont actually, so okay. I'm working the, yeah working the races here today. But um, no, it should be a good day Saturday. Good weather. Um, no, attracting good nick. So. There it goes. Excellent. 30 degrees coming up this Saturday. So, really looking forward to the big uh, Champion Philly Stakes Day this Saturday. All right, Cole Potter, we better introduce the mastermind, the dual mastermind, Kieran, Kevin, Evans. Mate, welcome back. Thanks, PJ. Thanks for having me. Now, last time we spoke, you were finishing your final uni exam. How did you go? Yeah, good. It was, um, it was rather long. Um, it was a 24-hour take-home sort of exam, so I made sure of the whole 24 hours virtually and, um, yeah, got it in just before midday on Friday. <laughs> and, yeah, I could just keep my kick my feet up and, um, yeah, I was very relieved. Mate, ditch the books and get stuck into the form guide once you finish that exam, mate. So, yeah, exactly uh, right. as, as our dual mastermind, um, you're starting to, to get a bit of momentum. You take on Kyle Potter, trying to make it three on the bounce. Fellas, you both know how to play the game. Your names are your buzzers. To be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. All right, let's roll. Challenger, are you ready? Ready. Mastermind, are you ready? Ready. Three, two, one. As is customary these days, we'll start off with a who am I? While I was a superb racehorse, I'm probably best known for my efforts at stud. My racing style was one of sit and sprint, throughout my career, though the majority of my best-known progeny are now jump-and-run conveyances. I was trained by Graham Yule, and my biggest achievement was winning the 2012 RJ Peters Stakes. I finished ninth in the Railway Stakes 7. Kev. Kev. Machina. Correct. Kevin, off the mark quickly. Uh, the, the rest of uh, Terry's Who Am I was Cockney Crew and No White Flag are two of my progeny who will go around this sad day sporting the same silks worn by my prized child, Fabergino. The correct answer, Machino. Okay, question number two. Who was the original trainer of Triple Missile prior to Lindsay Smith? Kyle. Kyle. Uh, Todd Harvey. Correct. Kyle is on the board. Potsy, up and about. It's 1-1. Next question. Chris Parnham has ridden Will Chino in six of her seven wins. Name the only other jockey to ride her to victory. 
Kyle. Kyle. Brad Rewilla. Correct. Two, one. Kev. <laughs> Kev, the pressure is on. Kyle has thrown down the gauntlet to our mastermind. All righty. Let's go. Let's go. Next question. Kyle, two. Kev, one. Two horses have won the champion for the stakes and WA Guineas in the last three years. Watch Me Dance was one. Name the other. Kev. Kev. Arcadia Queen. Arcadia Queen. He's serve. Two, two. All right, gentlemen. Here we go. Next question. Who rode Red Can Man to victory in the John Monash Stakes at Caulfield in July? Kyle. Kyle. Ben Mellon. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Kyle Potter, you are the WA Racing Mastermind. A 3-2 victory, dethroning Kieran Kevin Evans. How does wow. it feel, mate? Potsy, you've done it. Oh, oh soak, mate. Soak. <laughs> Sorry, Kev. Man, Potsy has just, uh, he's, I don't know what the markets were saying. Terry's not with me at the moment. So the, the markets would have, uh, I would have imagined Kev would have gone in a firm favourite, but Kyle Potter for the upset, the new Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Congratulations, Kyle. And uh, Kev, thanks for playing, mate. You got two masterminds, a bit of redemption there, mate. A couple of those $100 vouchers I put in the post for you yesterday. Hopefully when you get up there and you drop in and see Ian Butchie O'Connor, a couple of photos um, up there at the heart of the hills. Um, thanks, again for, thanks again for playing, Kev. No, thanks. Thanks again for having me. Well done, Potsy. Oh, <laughs> Potsy, you've joined your your uh, infamous, famous, infamous friends, Tommy Johnson and Mitch McClenny as master, mastermind 2.0 champions, mate. Congratulations. Now, very important, will you be available next Thursday to defend your crown? Yeah, I will be. I'll be, I'll be at Ascot probably, but I'll That'll be fine. Very good. Well, just a warning to uh, to everyone out there that the uh, the original mastermind, WA Racing mastermind, Travis Murray, an encyclopedia on all things WA Racing, he has booked himself in to be the challenger next Thursday, Potsy. So this is going to be Ripper, Cole Potter versus <laughs> Travis Murray, next Thursday's edition of the 1-1. That'll be the Railway Stakes Day edition. Potsy, looking forward to chatting to you next Thursday, and we'll get that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring out in the post this week. Congratulations again. All right, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Good luck, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And we are back, Terry. Before we start on Race 5, the RJ Peters Stakes, just wanted to – I was just scrolling through Twitter on our break and um, it's been announced that uh, that Rory Flanagan has been located in Victoria. Um, for those of you who are not on Twitter, Rory is a tremendous UK form analyst, does a lot of work for Betfair. His stuff on Twitter is, is elite – the way that he covers uh, European racing, especially UK uh, thoroughbred horse racing, and um, he uh, he was a missing person there for a couple of days, but he's been located, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, tremendous and uh, relief to, to all the people that um, that uh, obviously his family, friends, and all the people that love him on Twitter, Guru. 
That is very good news. Sorry, I'm just um, got on Twitter to read it. As you said that I'd been following that closely. Um, yeah, no, Rory. Uh, Rory's a yeah, very very astute, very uh, astute. astute man. Yeah. What he does, and that was uh, yeah, that was highly concerning actually. Yeah. So, what, what, um, no, very very good news. What I will say is things can get pretty hectic on Twitter, but um, we we met on via Twitter, Guru. The uh, we the one one wouldn't exist if it wasn't wish it, for wish that. It stayed there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> If it wasn't for the uh, for the platform, um, and yeah. the, the, the one one lives on Twitter, and it's uh, it's been tremendous. It's a tremendous thing for live sport, for thoroughbred horse racing, and and for building a community. But it can get pretty hectic at times. So so uh, so yeah, just uh, yeah, just take it easy on each other, and uh, and be as kind as, as we possibly can, because um, yeah, things can get can get pretty hectic there for for some people. But uh, much love to to Rory, and hopefully he can uh, he can he can get uh, back on uh, to the job. Of looking after himself getting well and then finding us a few winners because there's none better than Rory Flanagan when it comes to the Euro racing that is for sure and certain race five Terry the RJ Peters stakes 1500 meters the uh the final lead-up race to the railway stakes win and you are in uh, might not be the case this year because we don't have that uh, eastern states contingent coming across so some of these horses are likely to get a, get a start anyway, but uh, traditionally winning you in last year was won by Truly Great before uh, he went on to do truly great things um, by, uh, by uh, what did he win, a Kingston Town Classic? Kingston Town. And uh, ran second in the Perth Cup. So what are we thinking? This year's edition of the RJ Peters States, kissing all four cheeks, taking on Captain Chaos. Yeah, it's another small uh, select field. Uh, I don't, I don't know whether it's just completely a two-horse race. Uh, it was funny. I think that um, I didn't see any of the flux. I slept through all the flux, unfortunately. But uh, I think that, out of interest, Green Tab went up as favourite. Well, no, they went up two dollars seventy. Captain Chaos, three dollars real charisma, and four forty. Kissing all four cheeks. Wow. I reckon. A few of us wouldn't have minded some of the four dollars forty for kiss on all four cheeks. You snooze, um, you lose, Guru. Well, well, I couldn't. Yeah, that's not something that's overly accessible anyway, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but, but it was just uh, interesting how they did that. Uh, Real Christmas one that I, I guess they're hoping follows the truly great path, but I just don't see any of the same similarities or class in in Real Charisma. I know last start the race wasn't run to suit, but. Still probably entitled to a little bit more. And even if you look at the the first up victory um, against Beret, um, there was a sense of that race was nicely set up for yeah. the style for the for the ride and everything. She, so she's a nice she's a nice horse, but she I think she's come around come around a bit soon for her. This is just her seventh start, and I think she's still a work in progress for mine. Real charisma, but could be surprised. It is yeah. only a yeah, as I yeah, it is only a seventh start mm. as well. Actually, I sort of probably. I just pigeoned her. It was not that good, but there's probably time for her to improve. So I'm happy to have a share, Bob, if you want to get rid of it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, look, from a, from a speed map point of view, and again, looking at the easterly in play, um, I think I think one horse that can give it a cheek here is Cockney Crew from mm. the front, actually. And scratch last week. Uh, can you explain that scratching? Yeah, I've, got, I've got some notes here. It says here, uh, okay. the horse sort of cast its off four plate behind the barriers and then also cast its near four plate which resulted in a portion of the applied equithane being dislodged from that hoof. So the, the equithane was unable to be reapplied behind the gates. Unlike unlike shoes, they were unable to get that back on, and so Cotney Cree had to be scratched. But unbelievable. This, this horse, is this horse 
jinxed or something? What, what's, what's, Man, it's, 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 it's wild how much, Can you explain how much what bad luck this horse is? Uh, I think it's just like a synthetic, is that synthetic horse filler? Is that what equithane yeah. is? Hang on, let, let me yeah. Google, you keep talking, I'll Google. Yeah, no, I have done, I have done the Googling. I was yeah. hoping you could just dumb it down for me in really, in real simple terms. I, I did the Googling yesterday. Uh, geez, how long so it says I went, the, I went on the Google. You, you've been on, on the, the Google, on the Google machine. Yeah, I've been on the Google. Uh, so it says it's fast-setting urethane adhesive designed to bond uh, aluminium shoes to the hoof and to fabricate large and small hoof wall repairs. So yeah, so obviously Cockney Crew's having some issues with his feet, and the the equithane is just to bond it to make it a more the, make the shoe and the uh, and the feet a more more solid proposition. So it's obviously a very important. Um, adhesive there and unable to be reapplied in the time required behind the gates but springing mm. two shoes on on uh, behind the barriers is uh it's very on on brand for cockney crew unfortunately you know the last horse to do that who mickey tutos <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> uh, who have you got in the breeze here, BJ? We've got Cockney Crew leading, kissing all four cheeks. Can probably I've unless got... something is desperate to get in front, and unless they go mad, I think one thing kissing all four cheeks won't want is Cockney Crew to go six lengths above bench, which they shouldn't need to do, um, and tag it because that could be a bit tiring for it. But uh, look, kissing all four cheeks follows Cockney. Who's in the breeze? I got Luke's gold. You had that last night too. Yeah, but you were right. They just they were pretty hell bent on restraining. But I, I don't mm. know unless we see something from a Nerf Bosk or mm. uh, something a bit different from Platoon. Um, I mean, they're pretty they're pretty they're pretty content with the way that Son of Bacchus has been ridden recently. In the past, you yep. have you have been able to roll forward on him and he's boxed on, but he seems a lot more. Has a, yeah, a lot more firepower too. when he's ridden quiet with cover. Uh, something's going to be left in the breeze by default, Guru. So who's that? I Would that be know. real charisma? Maybe I'm not sure. Oh, uh, maybe uh, I don't know. There might not be a breeze. Of course, BJ. Yeah. I, I had Nerf Bosk there, but yeah. I don't know if Nerf Bosk has got the pace to go with Cockney Crew and and do that. So they, they, it might be single file until you've got one of them just stuck deep yeah. uh, midfield. Whether that's Luke's goal, whether that's just going out in barrier order, whether that is Nerf Bosk, mm -hmm. and instead of being in the breeze, is sort of like in fourth one yep. and off if that yep. makes sense yeah i understand um and, and yeah look just just simply it, it's almost in it this is a good way to this race is almost like a trotting race for me yep. in that sense where you got cockney crew should lead to like what, what we saw in that trial it should give a good kick here with yeah. the 54 it's an it's an 89 raider in a 90 plus so it's well placed um it, it should it should really give a nice kick and kissing off or cheek should be the horse on its back jumping off when it wants to and it, it should be too good for, for cockney crew and that that should be it like there, there isn't much more to this race in, in my mind. Captain Chaos with the Eastley is going to, and giving Kiss and All Four Cheeks two and a half for getting done last time they met. Is it two? I think it's two and a half yes. last time they met. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it just all all roads point to um, Kiss and All Four Cheeks just parking on Cockney Crew's back. And um, yeah, it should be, it should be from last time Clint had a really tough ride. This, this on paper just looks like it should be a really straightforward steer. I agree. Uh, when the weights came out, it was 14 in it with Kiss on All Four Cheeks drawing one, and you're like, oh, this is just an absolute dream for Kiss on All Four Cheeks after what happened last start, especially with Cockney Crew in the race. And um, and it's almost thinned out a little bit too much. Do you know what I mean, Terry? It's gone from the 14 noms to the eight runners, and it has – it could there is a there is a world in which this could expose Kiss on All Four Cheeks, especially if Jade McNaught um, – 
winds back the clock on Cockney Crew and really ups the ante from a mm. fit, from a fair way from home. So it's going to be whether if that does happen, whether Clint Johnston Porter can hold his nerve with kissing all four cheeks, bank himself in to be able to catch Cockney Crew, but without burning too much fuel in the process. So it could be a it's, very it's, interesting tactical battle. This it's funny, isn't it? Because mm. if that does occur and they take off. Um, with Cockney Crew from the 800 or so, kissing all four cheeks. So we left carting the field up again in the yep. exact role they don't want to, they don't probably didn't want to do last start. So uh, yeah, a lot will come down to how they um, they go about it with Cockney Crew. But um, don't don't discount Cockney Crew being out to nick yeah. this either yeah. as well. I I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, I know Kieran uh, Kieran's always pretty bullish with uh, with Cockney Crew, but um, yeah, the, the trial spoke for itself. And um, with a big easterly in play, you're in on the minimum. You got a speed map to yourself. Uh, the horse behind you, we, we know, doesn't like to do bullocking work. Um, so yeah, if he's got Cockney Crew right, I, you, you're a brave you're a brave soul having having a bet on Cockney Crew here, I'd say. But um, look, I think there's probably worse bets. So 15, 16 bucks each way. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, again, it's a, it, you're looking for maybe better, bet fair, late. I mean, uh, I don't know. Just, I suppose it depends on what the track's doing. I mean, if it, if yeah, I think yeah. if we see no white flag, put them away. And if we see um, one or two, Others sort of play out in that particular manner. And then no, I think there'll be a little yeah. a little move towards it. Yeah, you're probably um, right. How did you mark the race? I was two dollars. Uh, I was two forty kissing all four cheeks. I probably could have been shorter, but I, uh, exactly as you just described, I was a bit concerned that Jade goes for broke really early and kissing all four cheeks is left doing some tough work. But to me, it looks like a trot race. So I was two forty kiss. Uh, I was five fifty captain. I could have been longer. I reckon captain as well. Okay. It looks a really sticky map and I was eight I was only eight dollars company crew so I, I just feel like if, if one of them I don't feel like Luke's goal platoon um real cruise or son of back is it going to out sprint Captain can they, Chaos yeah, can they win yeah. so yeah so that's 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 the winner from there if it does turn into a bunch on the bend and cap down the outside then Captain Chaos is probably your winner if it turns into something nicking it from the front, it's Cockney Crew. And if it turns into the way the race looks like it's going to shape out and the, the winner, I suspect, it's kissing all four cheeks from the, the back of the, the leader. So I was I was um, two, 250, 350. 250 kissing all four cheeks, 350 Captain Chaos. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. a bit tighter than me. Yeah. Um, so I was pretty, yeah, I, got, I was like, where are we? I was $8 Real Charisma. What price Real Charisma were you? You'd be bigger than that, wouldn't you? Uh, 17. Yeah. 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 So I was, uh, I was 16. I'll probably have to make that me lay of the day now since yeah. it's four bucks. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what you want to do. Lay a, a Bob Petersauce from barrier two with your bike <laughs> on the minimum. That's just, that's exactly what you want to do. Yeah. So no, I, I picking up what you're putting down there, mate. Like the, the best of Cockney crew is, uh, it's just, it's just a, it's just a day to day proposition with this horse, isn't it? Like he, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think he was, in the he did accept for a railway stakes once upon a time. Then he was scratched on race morning. He, he'll um, probably go to the railway if he wins yeah. on, or if he go, if he runs all right, he'll yep. probably go there next week. Why? why Imagine it? him marching um, them along in a railway. That'd be a sight. So. Well, Western Empire would just be tickled with yeah. that. I'd yeah. suggest like yeah. that'd be exactly what they want. But it's got a little bit of. 2019 BJ and Peter McCormack will remember this race fondly because he's gone on Betfair and laid Mississippi Delta's gone up about 253 bucks and he yes. said I'll put up four or five and um, I was like that's a smart lay and Mississippi Delta won the race um, it was something like threes out to tens or elevens yes. so that's a that's a genius lay and I remember people getting on there going geez you cooked that I'm thinking well, no he actually got it bang on the horses started double the price he's probably laid it off and made a little profit there 
Um, well, it would have become here, a bad so. one, wouldn't it? So yeah, yeah. exactly, a hundred percent. But yeah. it has a, it has, it would have to have that type of feel. But you have to remember that 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 RJ Peters was horrid. I think um, Platoon was a good Platoon, thing. Beat, wasn't Platoon it? Platoon was a good thing. Beat yeah. in second. Then you had Tomasa Flow Neurological Heart Start Imaginica Sharp Bob. It was a pretty Ooh, pretty Bob. thin old, pretty yeah. Sharp Bob was stiff. I think. Mean. Well, um, I didn't realize he competed at Black Type Sharp Bob. Yeah, I don't know if it was overly warranted, but he uh, <laughs> he was there. So um, yeah, Mississippi Delta was the. It was just a, an ugly run race, and it was the last sort of one of those pike rides where he just lets everything unfold yes, and right. yeah. as a final crack at him. But um, yeah, I don't know if we're seeing that again against some proper horses here. Okay, yeah, I th- I'm pretty I'm pretty confident this is the race for kissing off four cheeks. Clint Johnston Porter will be oh, he'll be dead set very. Very keen to make amends after after last start. Watching that race, just quickly watching that race last start, it must have been. It would have been hard for him to go back and look at the replay when you consider that. I think platoon jumped from eight and landed behind Western Empire and um, in the run, one off, and then um, Kisserol Fortex jumped from seven and ended up having to lead them up. It's just those very. It's just those moments in racing which can change the whole mm-hmm. complexion of the uh, the way that the race is run. And if Kissing All Four Cheeks comes out half a length slower rather than going forward, I imagine he probably tries to to tuck in. But um, Clint will have uh, learnt from that. He, he, I'm sure he's got a greater understanding of what Kissing All Four Cheeks' capabilities are and what she what she likes to uh, what she likes to do. And I think he's going to make amends from gate one. I think she's just going to follow the rail, peel, and uh, I think he might be able to get it done quite comfortably on the line. Yeah, I'm with you. I th- yeah. actually agree. I think yeah. it is, uh, he and she should be able to get it done quite comfortably with the way this race looks on paper. All right, race six, the C Corp Ascot Gold Cup. This is a dig deep less Ascot Gold Cup, Guru. It is. Um, hey, we were heading there and you've, you've, uh, you've pulled the ripcord, abandoned ship straight to the railway. I'm quite happy about that. So we would have ended up with 59 kilos from barrier 12 on a, a um, on a day with uh, the big Eastleys in play. So I, I think we've pulled the right rein. Look, if we ran, say we came out, ran a bolter and, and flashed into third, we would have got 11 grand. If we run 10th in a row, we get 10 grand. So if you think about, to be honest, it's not about the prize money. Couldn't care less about the prize money. It's just about having a, do the math. a runner in a railway stake. Especially, he's a, he's a big, he's a big, he's a big, uh, he's a big game player. Anyway, let's talk about Dig Deep in seven days time, BJ. Do the maths, mate. Hey, um, just, re- just recalling last year, horse by the name of Too Close to the Sun on a wet mm. Ascot track, won by about five or six lengths in the Ascot Gold Cup a week later and second right. inspirational girl in the railway stakes. Interesting. Uh, Maricino is one. Taxigano, they're, they're the top of runners that may look for the backup. Yep. Um, it would be more. I don't think anything here can play a, a serious part in a in a railway stakes. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't begrudge something winning this and going bugger it. Let's back it up next week. I know they like to space Mr. Delegator's runs, but yeah. he's one that they could look to to back up off seven days. But there's probably more suitable races going forward. I would suggest, uh, but sometimes it's about having a bit of fun in the game as well. I used to, I used to I remember when I was a younger fellow, I used to pick on people. Why would they put their horse in that race? It's going to be hundred to one, and now I completely understand. So you've, yeah, you've, um, uh, you've got owner, yeah. owner's syndrome. Terry? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was I was definitely a dickhead in my early twenties. <laughs> so I'm probably still out on suggest. So not a not a great deal has changed. Um okay. Are you ready to discuss this race, BJ? I am. Let's do it. Okay. I thought I lost you there for a sec. No, um okay. So this looks a another race that looked a pretty uh straightforward speed map to me. Mr. Delegator rolls forward. 
um, and you have no, you're not sure. I just read a little article. It's um, where they've interviewed Toddy Harvey, and um, they like they said he said they liked the space he runs, but didn't mention a setback or anything. But 35 days, that seems um, to me that is. I thought it was four weeks, and he said yeah, I did the too, mental actually. maths. Yeah, I tried to do the mental maths, and 28 days. I thought oh, that's okay, but 35. There were there have been suitable races um, in the last two and three weeks where they could have gone two and three into this or three and two, if you know what I mean. Um, so the five weeks, uh, does worry me a little bit, but we don't know of a setback. No, not, not, not to my knowledge, Guru. Yeah. Um, I don't see he has been, did he, I'm pretty sure he's been nominated a couple of times. So I'm Mm. not exactly sure. I know Todd Harvey is adamant. This horse is a 21 day specialist. I think his record suggests that as well. But um, mm. maybe they just wanted to get him to the Ascot Gold Cup and, and they wanted to get him there, you know, have to be 21 days plus and maybe this was the only way. But I agree the 35 days has to be a concern. Yeah, it certainly does. I think I would have marked him favourite um, had it been off 21 just with the map and and as we've discussed the prevailing conditions of the day. Um, but I, uh, I really liked the run of Midnight blue um first up um got stopped in its tracks on the on the pegs and picked up and sprinted again it was a bit like comfort me first up it was yeah obviously followed a a couple starts after that and i wouldn't have probably associated midnight blue with a stop in your tracks and pick up and sprint type of horse if you know what i mean so he's every campaign he'd come back he sort of progressed again and progressed again and he might have progressed again here um i guess the worry is and and the way you get beaten with midnight blue is from barrier three he's not the best beginner so he's probably probably a few back on the fence and, and mr delegator gets to the front and he he's absolutely brilliant his little break and he might be he might simply with an easily just be impossible to catch from the top and that's 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 the worry here but um look i'm always happy to take on a horse of 35 days and for that reason um i'm pretty keen to have something on midnight blue bj me too ah you're with me me too yeah was it the 35 was that would mr delegator have probably been for you hard to go past off 21 days? Yeah, I think so. And he, he still might end up being a bet, Terry, like if, if, mm-hmm. the, if the the track's sort of on fire um, and it's just like, oh, well, Mr. Delegate is going to be really suited. So, um, But I've been tracking Midnight Blue for quite a while. He was an early Perth Cup prediction last uh, season. He ended up getting there via ratings races and he ran a tremendous third. He was beaten a fair way, but still he ran third behind Nerf Boss. Did truly great. Truly great. <laughs> did, did truly great. Did truly great. I don't know. Still trying to wait for a correct weight on that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so if it's to see, typical Bob, he's just like, you know what, I'm just going to give Midnight Blue basically a year off, best part of a year off, give him a couple of trials. Mm. That first up run was what like that was way too like he was entitled to probably finish a nice nice sixth seventh eighth something like that after being stopped mm. in his tracks pick up again and hit the line as well as he did on the fence between runners with weight pike goes on i think yeah i'm with you i reckon this horse is, is, is going to take his racing to a whole nother level reckon he's a massive perth cup chance this time around and from three with pike on and there's a few horses that are just probably just going to fall back so even if he's half a length slow out, Midnight Blue still might be able to hold a midfield running position and um, have be, be potentially close enough to Mr. Delegator. If my inkling is correct and Midnight Blue's ele- elevated his game and come back a more serious, more furnished, more mature racehorse, and I think he has the jets, the, the motor to uh, get over the top of Mr. Delegator late. Yep. 
I'm uh, I'm a hundred percent with you there. I think he won. Um, it's it's nice when because there's a possibility he's going to have to look at a rails run or going through horses, and he won in very similar fashion for Lactar Ramoli. Second up last campaign. I think we're all on actually. Yep. Um, so it's nice when they potentially have to win in a similar manner again. You know they can do that. Like some horses need quite run. Some horses love coming down the outside. Some need to simply be out in front bowling along. He's proven he can actually pick up and sprint on a on a rail, which is something which uh, you wouldn't associate with most stayers. Um, so that's a, a really nice trait to have. He's probably your Perth Cup elect at the minute. Pure devotional will we'll push that way. Um, but yeah, he's probably uh, he's probably just about yeah um, the early Perth Cup elect. I would suggest with the way his career is tracking and his trajectory every uh, every campaign, how he's going. Um, there's a couple. Of, I mean, if you're looking at it each way, but there's a couple of couple of nice potential plays here. I think as well. I mean, Taxigana was one of the runs of the race in the Northern Cup. Um, the big thing with Taxigana is always suited to wildly hot run affairs yeah. and just being the last man standing. He's probably better <laughs> off. He's probably better off three deep, no card with the leaders back. Like he'll probably be here. Like he's genuinely a better horse. Well, he won this, he won this race two years ago, didn't he? He did. And where yeah. did he sit the whole way? He, he was wide three deep, yeah. I think he was three deep. No. And where did he, um, I think so he might've he, even been headed and he come back and won actually. Oh, he's, he's nails. Force, he's forceful, maybe something like that. Yeah. Mm, um, yeah no, he's, he's, he's tough as nails. Old, uh, Taxigano, did you? He was going up and down on the spot at the 200, and he was given Jade. Was it Jade Bernard on last start? He was. Uh, yes, it was. He was giving her a torrid time. He was laying in. She just couldn't get him out. Would it? Yeah, like uh, I think, think in a perfect world, she probably would have just preferred to have followed um, Luke's gold and Captain Chaos in the Northern Cup rather than try to go back inside. Mm. But she's ended up eventually extricating and getting him to the outside, and then he's come from. I don't know. Six lengths off him to be beaten two and a half on the line. It was a, it was yeah. Taxigano of old. He uh, wound back if we, the clock. If we're talking about um, trot races. I mean, Mr. Delegator leads. Taxigano probably comes across and stalks Mr. Delegator everywhere. Mr. Delegator should be given a good kick. Yep. Um, unless he's lost all of his fitness, which I'm, I'm sure Toddy wouldn't have let occur. Um, Taxigano should be getting every chance <laughs> to go past him. He, he really should. Um, I, think, I think that's probably the worst horse Mr. Delegator wants to see eyeballing him at the top of the straight, isn't it? Oh, Taxigano. Yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly mm-hmm. right. And then um, the other one, and I think he probably ends up being left in the breeze is Marachino. That run in the Northern Cup. Well, first up, I thought the run was super um, behind Kissing All Four Cheeks yep. with uh, with weight. And then in the run, the Northern Cup, where you really wanted to be off speed, um, I thought he stuck on really, really nicely. Yeah, I like that. Chaos. That, was, that was a good, good prep run, wasn't it? Yeah, it certainly mm. was. So he looks like he's tracking nicely towards a Perth Cup, I would presume. And um, look, for just the, the down point for him with me uh, was the fact that he will be likely in the breeze is where I had him, BJ. Probably in the breeze. I was I wasn't certain on that. I thought maybe a horse like Ukgard Loki might work, work forward potentially yep. and give him a bit of a smother, but that's a yep. sort of fifty fifty there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So it just it was just a bit sort of a query on the map and whether he perhaps needs one more. And some of these while they're on the minimum and he's he's earned those points with those wins. And while they were nice wins, um, I think some of these will earn those points and get to that rating. So that, that little weight swing and the softer run, you're going to see a horse like Midnight Blue get could be the difference, I think, um, with Maricino. But uh, yeah, Midnight Blue. For me, but well, I'm 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 arming and ahhing what to do for a, a bet price here, BJ. What what have you marked Midnight Blue? Four dollars. Four dollars. Okay, I was three sixty. Um, 
again, I, I reckon I would have marked uh, Mr. Delegator and Midnight Blue, both about the $4.40 yeah. mark, had it not been the 35 days. But I'm, I'm 360 to 520, 40 type thing. So, um, yeah, so it's the umming and ah type effort, whether you, you take the early price or you can wait and see on the day. There's a few backable runners here, so I don't think that the price will um, – disappear too quickly okay yeah so we're aligned here with midnight blue the uh only other horse i'd like to mention is temptation she's uh she's a oaks place getter wa derby place getter really good ascot 1800 meter horse is drawn to get a lovely trail which she which she enjoys for and chris parnham rides her really well so she'll be finishing off Mm -hmm. strongly but um still think that uh midnight blue and mr delegator will probably beat her home but she's in the mix for the placings as well yeah, hundred percent. It was just the weight swing that Mister Della, yep. sorry, that uh, Midnight Blue. Yeah, even though Lacta claimed the two, Temptation still meets Midnight Blue. I think it's four yep. worst off for that run here. So for me, that was just uh, a little bit too much. Plus, Midnight Blue, I think, will take more out of the run than Temptation will going first to second up. So, um, yeah. Going to bank Pikey to be hopefully in sixth would be nice. We can land yeah. six, sort of three back. Uh, Mr. Delegator gets a little bit of pressure from Maricino and a couple like that. Perhaps it's the uh, the thirty five day break tells over the last fifty, and um, I reckon Pikey can um, can sail past them on the minimum. Agree. Race seven is the Euros Hartley's WA Champion Philly Stakes Group Three for the uh, over the mile. It's a two hundred thousand dollar race. Realistically, in the market, suggests it does look to be a two-horse race, Bazoom versus Search and Rocks. Is this a genuine two-horse race, Terry, or can you see a third or fourth option in this uh, 12-horse field? (laughs) I can see a third option. Can you? Tell me. I'm I'm I'm, well, I'm I'm being optimistic here and <laughs> suggesting the Luke Fernie trained runner Saddlecloth number eight oh, uh, could be uh, could be the uh, the target of strong support on uh, on race day. Uh, oh look, I, I definitely won't be the target of strong support. <laughs> I look, I I actually don't mind him throwing her in here. Actually, I, I I'm against going into. Well, I prefer. Man, you've got your owner's hat on, big time. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, this, as you said, after the top two, it's pretty thin. Yes, this America has drawn the widest yeah. gate. It took the entire straight to get to JD. Um, uh, it's a pretty thin version after the top two. Like it really, really does thin out. Yeah. I think that um, I think last time we were second up, we've we've parked deep the trip and we've run second in a Magic Millions, a quarter million dollar race. Third, sorry, in a Magic Millions and a quarter million dollar race. So look, look, I'm going to back him in. The fact he's got a really nice opinion of the horse and the fact this map looks great because. I initially mapped Search and Rocks probably having – I didn't think they'd want to be in the breeze, but I thought they'd just end up there. But now they've said they're going to try and yeah. make it colder. Yeah. Um, I don't know where they end up with Search and Rocks. It's going to be a yeah, it's going to be a tough old and sticky old ride there for Kira. So, look, Champagne Dane will lead them up. It's Champagne- interesting that they came out and said that this stage of the week, don't you think? Well, you could tell that uh, – you could tell that – Bazoom got to Search and Rocks so quickly because Search and Rocks wobbled the moment there wasn't a horse in front of it. Like, yeah. And really, she just wobbled. Yeah. The fact yeah. she came back and ran second showed that she was how well she was actually going because um, it looked like she was just gone at that point. Yeah, um, like she was out on her feet, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but um, no, I do like the fact that Be Optimistic gets a really – with the Eastley in play, it's a really nice map for a roughie to be honest, um, if, if, if you're going to have a rough in a race like this. So that, that's that's the positive for me. He's a big, he's a big lad. Luke's got a, a pretty big opinion of him and um, – 
Yeah, no, I'm sheep. Sorry, she's a she's a, a big girl. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dan Pierce would like if he listened to that, he would absolutely thoroughly enjoy that. I remember the time I went to the stables and I said, "Is that dig deep?" And it was Angelic Ruler. It's um, about half the size. Um, I'm an absolute shocker in that sense. I wouldn't be able to do Pete Anthony's job. I don't think. Um, but uh, look, uh, yeah, no, I reckon we can. Uh, I reckon we can run top five. I reckon she can run a, a nice race on top of the speed. Mate, if but, you, uh, can sneak, this, if you can somehow sneak into third, that's Group Three Black Type as well. So, very handy stuff. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I um, I don't think it's an impossibility either. So, um, I don't think it's a huge possibility. <laughs> but, but look, we'll 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 see. I know. Um, I, I'm actually really looking forward to it because I I think Bazoom's immoral. Yeah. Um, but the, the two bucks isn't going to get me. So I, I'm really hoping Bazoom trades like a dollar eighty, and I can just watch a race like an owner and watch a to my horse go around a two hundred thousand dollar race and and have a bit of fun. But um, yeah, I think Bazoom. Yeah, I just look if Searching Rocks drew five. And if it was five seven, and seven, seven yeah. that's interesting. That's interesting. But the fact that it's drawn underneath it, like I, yeah, I just, Bazoom's just gone another level. The first few runs, I, I gave it a bit of a knock and I said a bit of a pretender, but um, it just took a few runs to to find her best. And um, yeah, I think only bad luck beats her here, BJ. Yeah. Yeah. Very ex- explosive, wasn't she? In the um, mm. in the Burgess Queen Stakes. And even beforehand, that 1200 meter win at Ascot's ended up being a ripping reference. I mean, knocked off hardly ever, who was a bit of a sprue course at that stage, but ran 110 for the uh, for the 1200. That was a very fast gallop. Devoted ran third that day. I thought Devoted was a really, really good eye-catching run in the Faritha last start. So I think that was last Saturday rather. And um, yeah, and then Bazoom was sort of Travelled alongside uh, Treasured Star, who's one of the favourites for the Kingston Town Classic and the WA Guineas, and she out-accelerated Treasured Star. They were both going for the same gap, and she got there first. So, um, <laughs> yeah, pretty exciting stuff on, on that occasion. And I think, um, but I, I won't. I must say that if Kira can somehow tuck in behind Bazoom and uh, get get in the slipstream, and maybe Bazoom gets dragged out of her comfort zone in some way, shape, or form, then Searching Rocks is a really, really good, high-quality filly. Um, she just got exposed on that really, really hot speed um, in the uh, Burgess Queen the other day and got left a bit of a sitting sitting duck for the big closes. But I don't know, like that Belgravia Stakes win was excellent, knocked off It's a Ray Day. Uh, she's done everything right, but you're right, Bazoom just it does look a sweet setup for her. She's going to be in front of Searching Rocks. Can Searching Rocks come from behind Bazoom and – Knock her off. I don't know. Not not the way. Not how strong Bazoom was at the finish at fourteen hundred. So I can see exactly what you're what you're thinking. But I'm with you as well. I think the price isn't isn't bet worthy. Even money dollar ninety five best available at the moment. Yeah, I, I was actually two dollars on the dot Bazoom. So yep. look, two two thirty two forty bit of searching rocks money might surprise me. But um, yeah, it, it will be if if searching rocks is to win the race, it'll be it'll be Kira Yule that uh, wins the race. I think she'll have to exactly as you said, she'll have to find the back of a Zoom stalk and um and get the final crack. But uh, just one runner to keep an eye on. I'm not I'm not going again. But uh, Hoyan, the form of this campaign is zero zero zero. Uh, his first her her come on Terry her <laughs> first and second up runs they were um they were phenomenal. She was just held up behind horses when she was absolutely bolting and and last start she's uh, if you listen to him straight after the race she's choked down she's 
she's choked down badly. I mean, we're probably not going to keep on forgiving horses, but she now gets to meet these at level weights after giving them all significant weight in the past. Yeah. Um, if, if you're after something wild and they're making some ground, she's she's one that has had legitimate excuses when she's been travelling three starts in a row now. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it, it comes a time where you sort of forgiveness runs thin, doesn't it, BJ? 100%. The other two eye catchers in the Burgess Queen Stakes were My Fury and Desert mm. Vixen, $15, $23, best available respectively at the moment. I think both those these fillies are going to win their share of races moving forward. My Fury was a bit of a surprise packet the way that it let down late and Desert Vixen didn't get uh, didn't get a huge amount of galloping room in the straight, but I think um, I think there's a bunch of them, Hoyan included, and be optimistic as well. There are I think they're on the race for they're on the running for a third prize for mine. Thanks, BJ. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks for including us. <laughs> All righty. The Euros, Hartleys, Colonel Reeves, Stags, Group 3, 1,100 set weights and penalties. It's the final lead-up to the Group 1 Winterbottom Stakes. $1 million in two weeks' time. Elite Street looking to make a clean sweep of the Winterbottom lead-ups. He's gone bang in the Crawford, bang in the, bang in the Prince of Wales Stakes, and people will be supporting him to do the same again. Three straight for the Colonel Reeves. He's just banging, isn't he? He's banging, all right. Dead He's just set. down, bang, bang, bang. Um, yeah, this is a race I'm going to personally uh, wait till the day to have a bet and see how the track's playing because um, the lead straight's really going to have uh, his – I got that right. So his work cut out um, if it's a major leader bias day from area 14. He's actually really well-weighted still. There's no issues for me with the weight. Yep. Um, but it's just uh, – you don't you don't want to take $3.30 on a leader bias day about a horse drawn – um car park do you it's it's uh it's a bit of a it's a bit of an ask so um yeah really interesting race i wouldn't say it's the best colonel reeves of all time but there's Did it a surprise lot of you that we got 15 runners I, I never really recalled the reeves being such a big field i mean it's great well but, um, i mean yeah. realistically all day all day session graceful girl uh, plutocracy they could all be running over in the um the 1200 in the 72 yeah. plus earlier in the day as well but um yeah, I, I think a lot of them probably act as to a degree. They probably act as little roadblocks to elite street because mm-hmm. um, you've got some probably lesser class horses there. So, But the problem is, I mean, I look on speed and I don't see who's going to steal it quite so much. I mean, the, the bet that I've probably come up with at the moment looking at the at the markets is Money Matters. Yep. Um, I think Money Matters can maybe stalk Mervyn. Uh, and from there, I, again, I mentioned it earlier, I thought Sean O'Donnell's right. It was just a little bit. He, he was stalking Indian Pacific and Mervyn uh, around the bend, the Prince of Wales, and he had the opportunity just to push out on the back of Indian Pacific and and just put into the race. But he sort of just, I don't know, he just stopped riding at the top of the straight and just and then Elite Street loomed up and he still could have pushed out. I think there was still room, but he, he's tried to go back to the inside. And I know ne- you never like a horse going back to the inside and, and trying to accelerate again through the inside. So I think he missed the trick in not just getting to the outside of Indian Pacific a bit earlier and trying to get get off and rolling, you know. Um, so I really like Clint going on. Mervyn, if there is an easterly, there's no reason Mervyn won't give you a really nice kick. Um, into this as well. So if he can hold the back Be of Mervyn. Be optimistic, and, and Mervyn double. Well. Unbelievable. Well, I, it's, it's funny. This this is the type of race that actually really on paper this really does suit Mervyn. Actually, yeah. it's um I, I don't think I don't think you can win, but this this is a, a really nice setup with the with the track conditions that we might see that mm-hmm. we're predicted to see. Um, yeah, Mervyn's a horse that can always give cheek out in front, but I think if yeah if if 
if elite streets jumping from there, you, yeah, it's you're brave taking the, the the three bucks potentially. I'd suggest, but uh, in saying that, if they're making some ground and because of the barrier, he drifts. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be afraid going that way. So, a race I'll be playing late, BJ. Yeah, hundred percent. The it's got three wide line written all over it, isn't it? And elite street actually, mm-hmm. they don't like him beginning well because he's got such a devastating sprint. They want him to conserve as much early, but he actually. Does have gate speed? Do you know what I mean? So he, yeah, he, um, does. he and he and he just travels into the race uh, on the bridle so strongly, so he can make up a length or two in the blink of an eye. So even if he's three wide line moving into the race with momentum peeling, then if he's close enough, like the way that he finishes off, it's. I mean, are any of these good enough to withstand him? Do you know what I mean? Like it just, it feels like he's just got their measure, Terry. Um, yeah, hundred percent. It just comes down. It's sort of like God has chosen early. Yeah, I, I, he's he, without doubt the best horse in the race. But he might. He simply he can run a whatever his last two hundred is. And you, but still you might not win. Yeah. You might just yeah. You just might be in a position where you can't win from that. Just from how the race has been run. If he ends up in a three wide line and. That's led up by Riverboat. Riverboat, who's scratched recently, has gone a long way from home. He's yeah. going back on him. And then Mervyn gives a little kick and then Money Matters gets out, right? Mm-hmm. He might have to run a seven-length quicker last 300 than Money Matters. That's, he can probably run a four or five, but he might not be able to run the seven. It, it's yeah. it's just simply about how the race could be run. And, um, look, if he's if he gets a crack at him at the right time, it's – it's it's curtains, yeah. I'd suggest. Just just basic um, maps, isn't it? Really? What are, what are we doing? Basic maps. Exactly <laughs> what are we doing right. with Graceful Girls? <laughs> what, uh, th- what are we doing with Graceful uh, Girl? I'm I'm just gonna continue to sit out on, on Graceful Girl. I uh, um yeah, she obviously came again, hit the line nicely. Last day was a weird, weird sort of watch, to be honest with you. Um but yeah, I'm gonna stay out in grass. Okay, it wouldn't surprise me if she if she gets up here. If Pikey can dig her up and hold a spot a little bit closer, utilize the barrier. But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to to sit out on uh, on on Graceful Girl. To be honest with you, both. Yeah, I went back through her profile and and all her her best performances are when she's been when they haven't really gone. I think she's. Her best performance has been when she's been like three to four to five lengths below benchmark, uh, below average early. And when you cop the kind of pressure that she will, that she did the other last start and what she did and what she's likely to do on sad day, I think that might bring her undone. Do you, do you know what I mean? So it's going to be interesting yeah, to see. Yeah, hundred percent. Just if she can absorb the tempo and still. Still finish she off. She almost needs a, sl- a slower run race, yes. doesn't she? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so which or is or further? Yeah, or further. That's a that's that's another mm-hmm. talking point. Interesting to see what the blinkers do to her on on Saturday. And Pikes Pikes decide to stick with her. Chris Parnham on stage man, William Pike and stage man still uh, have a bit of a love hate <laughs> relationship. I think mm-hmm. um, the, the the other run I wanted to touch on is one of my all time favourites, Red Cam Man. He's back in WA after a Victorian successful Victorian campaign. Uh, First up in the Reeves, Steve Wolf's been tossing and turning as to whether he was going to race him before the winter bottom, whether he was going to trial him, but I reckon he's pulled the right rein. I reckon this is a good option for Red Can Man. He can slide across, mm. find a good spot on top of the speed, and peak Red Can Man is a top three chance in this for sure. The only thing that's that's happened with the um, with the wet winter and, and a bit of a delay in the, in the growing to the uh, Albany grass tracks has meant that they've been the facility's been closed a lot of the time for Steve to get grass gallops into his into his um, good horses if you know what I mean Terry so mm-hmm. uh, few of few of the wolf horses a little bit. 
behind, mainly due to the fact that he hasn't been able to get the work into them um, due to facilities, really, uh, down in Albany. And he's had to sort of adjust to lots of beach work, lots of lots of different other um, methods to get their fitness up. So would have loved to have seen Red Cam Man coming into this race off a trial, but that's not to be the case. But look, looking forward to seeing how he goes. I think he's probably just going to be gassed late. But if he's uh, if he turns up breathing fire like the Red Cam Man that we that we know and love, then he's a top three chance for mine. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. Um, I've. It's the way I am and the way I go about I always I'm not saying this is an afterthought, but it's 77 days since he's last started at the in the Memsey over in Caulfield. So it's sort of like we get him back, we patch him up, we get him back out there. So I yeah, yeah, I, I tend to be happy to take horses on if they beat me, so be it. Um great incredible training effort. And um I won't tell Steve this to his face because I'm scared of Steve. But um <laughs> uh, yeah, I I'll be I'll be I'll be uh yeah, I'll be looking around Red Cam Man here. Understandable. All right. So yeah, Leech Street for me, Guru. Final final thoughts. Uh, money matters. Money matters each way. Um, yeah, I think I think we'll get a, a good opportunity to have a look at the uh, at the track and how it's playing by that stage of proceedings. But uh, yeah, money matters each way. And I know that Luke Fernie is uh, not even in private. He's very excited about the chances of IC Red, IC Red. So good luck to uh, to LK Fernie, who uh, he might have a he might have a few runners in the winter bottom. Already starting um, outrageous. Uh, he's <laughs> I, read, I read that during the week. First up, no trial. <laughs> mate, he's got some he's got some pretty aptly named horses, doesn't he? Outrageous and optim be optimistic, I reckon. Yeah, there's a couple of aptly named horses, but uh look, he's uh yeah, he's very excited and um yeah, good luck to him. Okay. All right. It's now time. We're already at that time of the day. It's now time for race nine, better known as the get out stakes. S T E A. K.S. Who is it? Proudly brought to us by BJ. Market City Meats, of course, Guru. Pure deliciousness out there at the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, one of the great guys of racing, he and his team, they run a tremendous operation out there at Market City Meats. Drop in, say hello, Timmy will look after you, and uh, it's getting towards that time of the year, Terry, where the Market City Meats Christmas menu will be available, so make sure you log on to their Facebook page, check it out, and get involved out there and get all get all your supplies ready to go for Christmas time and the festive season, which is just around the corner. Now, congratulations to last week's Get Out Stakes, Victor Alan Loveridge, a.k.a. the Badger, Badger Loveridge, he claimed to get out stakes with his uh, bright diamond prediction. He was uh, 0.50 lengths. The official margin was 0.48, so he was just about bang on. So congratulations, Alan. Get stuck into that gourmet beef package from Market City Meats. Now to enter this week's edition, Race 9 at Ascot, the get out stakes. Send us a tweet at the 1-1 pod. Let us know who you think will win Race 9, as well as a decimal winning margin two decimal places preferred and don't be like brad and uh and put a fractional uh margin in it's just <laughs> unacceptable don't be like brad so yeah decimals please and uh we can never ever ever forget the sam white rule terry uh don't be like brad <laughs> is that it don't be like brad I swear that's it. first in best rest uh very good race nine the crown towers handicap thousand meters i must say before we start the form, did they miss a trick here? Do you think that God has chosen 1,400 metre race should have been the last and maybe this should – I don't know. I feel like this was a bit of a soft way to end the day. But anyway, I could be mistaken. The 1,000 the metre race um, 
Uh, Acromantula, Brooklyn Pier, the front bar. This will test you. Last start winner, Taj Mali, three-year-old beads taking on the older horses, racing first up, a few other wild cards. What are your thoughts on the uh, on the lucky, the get out? Oh, I'm, I'm just going to simplify this. Um, I'm going to focus on this race in a very simplistic manner. I think Acromantula will lead. Not, I think it's best fresh at what we saw in the trial. It looks at its best. I think it's quick enough to just win. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the front bar from the gate, Pikey will probably be forced to take a sit. Yep. Um, and then I don't, I don't see that much other pressure. I know you've got mood swings in the race. Uh, human nature can go quick. Taj, uh, Taj Marley's there. But I think – I think if they just skip along with Acromantula out in front, stick to the rail, run time. Um, like I think the only horse that can beat it probably if they do that is this will test you. But, I mean, geez, good luck to, uh, to Holly. Did you ever chat to Holly about the fact she has to steer this will test you? Yeah, I, said, I asked her whether she had any hesitancy <laughs> when they rang her up to, to take the ride. I mean, uh, three kilo claim I've been uh, throwing the reins to this will test you. It's, uh, yeah. What did she say? Yeah, I think she's looking forward to it. Actually, she's hoping to. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Looking forward to the challenge. I think she's quite confident in her own abilities. Quietly confident, Holly Watson. But yeah, I mean, she's she's going to know she's alive when she uh, when she gets legged up aboard. This will test you. Yeah, it will be a little uh, fillet for her. She can um, get this will test you to jump, and if this will test you to jump and lands in the breeze, it's probably all over. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that'll be that'll be something for her CV if she can uh, she can get this will test you to do that. She might she might be the regular rider, even if it goes black top. If she can do that, they might they might be. Over the local horse whisperer, if she can, uh, yeah, if she can get this will test you to uh, to behave and load and jump and compete. Yeah, 100%. But uh, look, I struggled to come up with a, a strong second favourite. I expect Brooklyn Pier to sprint well in behind them. Um, this will test you, obviously, but I, I just I just don't have any trust left. And with Holly going on, that's it's just such a difficult steer. So this will test you, Mr. Kick ends up behind them. You, you're in big trouble. Um, I couldn't have mood swings from the gate. Um, I'm not having Taj Mali again. And then the front bar goes back and beads. Let's just see how it goes against the older horses first, I think. So it's just every everything points to Ackermanagela. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to lock in Acromantula and um, keep it simple in the last. I'm going to go with the KISS methodology. Yeah, I'm, with you, I'm with you, Terry. Uh, I don't know if Acromantula's got issues or what the story is. He's only had the six starts. but Freshals? He, yeah, he's, but he did he did defeat Icy Red, Icy Red and Vedetta Star first up over 1,000 metres last preparation. I think he went on debut as well. So he's two from two fresh. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, he had a 240... $2.40 SP against a horse like Pans Down at Ascot back in May. So he's um, he's pretty fast and he showed that uh, the Pierce brothers have him breathing fire ahead of his first up assignment. That uh, Larkill November 1 barrier trial win was super slick. So uh, Joey as a party was just holding on on that occasion. From one, if begins well, holds the lead, rails, gives a good, good kick on straightening. I don't know if anything's got enough closing speed to get over the top of him. Acromantula to win for me. I think the biggest danger is Brooklyn Pier. I think he's just going to park in behind him. His, uh, his best is pretty good. He's a fir- good first-up horse as well. He's won three from four first-up attempts. He's uh, had a had a hit out in a Belmont Barrier trial. Stevie Parnham on board. He can just tuck in behind him and maybe get last crack at a horse like Acromantula. But I think the leader, uh, Joey has a party, the Pierce Brothers, Acromantula, rails, leads, kicks, and holds on. Yep, no, I don't mind that. It was a bit uh, a bit stiff last campaign, Brooklyn Pier as well. So that's uh, that does make sense as a as a as second elect. But uh, yep, no, we're in unison. Let's finish today. Jump and run. Nice, uh, hopefully a nice easy watch. All right, let's take a break and come back with our best bets, Maddies, and Lays of the Day. 
And we return with our Betfair best betting propositions of the day. Lead the way, Guru. Betfair best. All right. Uh, no real strong best this week. Uh, but we'll go with race nine. We're actually going to go with Acromantula in the last, BJ. Um, I think it can jump and run and win. Okay. In the leg up, I made God, God has chosen my best. He's mm-hmm. uh, pretty thin at the moment and the weather conditions will will play a part in that. So I think I'm happy to wait for the race day. But right here, right now, I'm going to go with my Betfair best as the Ascot Gold Cup, race six, number eight, Midnight Blue. I had a bet with myself which one you'd go, and I said, I'll bet you he goes Midnight Blue. Oh, so really? <laughs> I just I just won my first bet with myself. Um, <laughs> you're Maddie, BJ. I uh, mentioned him a little bit in the preview. I think he's a big watch first up. Trial was too good to ignore. Race four, eight, former race coaster, import, number one, blinder. Currently $23 blessed available. He's my Maddie of the day. Blinder, that's good. Uh, well, my Maddie's only going to be 15 bucks, but again, I don't like just tipping one over those odds if I'm not going to probably be on myself. Yep. But uh, money matters at around 15 bucks. Uh, we'll stalk Mervyn and um, not the horse that Elite Street is, but might just be in the better spot than Elite Street is. So I think money matters. It's a look, just looking at that market as well. We don't want to go back on it, but there's a few horses above it. You can sort of say like Laver Odd, nine bucks. Mm, Red Man's coming that off that the fresh up. You think it's a few there that might have to wobble out and especially if it plays in that type of manner so um no i'm pretty happy with the graceful girl is 440 and five dollars in some places too terry so is that a real price yeah or is that- yeah I, I she'll be she'll be well thought of in the yeah. market to some degree i suspect but um yeah i'm just i'd be happy playing around her that's all okay um back in the more track tractable runner who are we taking on uh, later in the day, well, better be real charisma, I guess, seeing as I'm about four times the price. So uh, in the RJ Peters, I'm hoping it's not a repeat of Mississippi Delta from a few years ago, and we'll take on real charisma, BJ. Well, I'll keep the Cerise and White flavour going. My lay is in the champion Philly Stakes, number seven, Mrs. America, currently 650. Ah. Yeah, so she's the third favourite in the in the, uh, in the champion Philly Stakes, and I uh, can't see her beating Searching Rocks or Bazoom. That's that's brave. Taking on one at six dollars <laughs> fifty. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to lay me up to Mister Bear for a second. <laughs> I just, I don't think, despite Luke's push, I just don't think it's going to get the job done, Terry. So, it's uh, number eight. Be optimistic. No, that would have been uh, that would have been funny. Uh, anyway, uh, railway stakes next week, BJ. Extravaganza. Yeah, Bravaganza, I'm looking forward to it. I'll hopefully back to 100% health by then, which I'm sure you will be. And, uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a cracking day's racing uh, this weekend as well. Drelton on on the Saturday. And then, you've, uh, as you said, we've got Albany Sunday. So it's all heating up. Um, barrier draw for the railway next week. Just this is the time of year to be alive, isn't it? Mate, can't wait. Can't wait to get out there. Headquarters next Saturday. Railway stakes, WA guineas. It's, uh, it's going to be big, bigger than Texas. It certainly, it certainly will be. Yeah, we've got a good crew coming out. Obviously, now we dig deep confirmed as well. But, uh, yeah, we've got a really good bunch uh, coming out for the day. So, uh, yeah, just uh, make sure you're there on course. There'll be no better place to be in Perth. I haven't heard it myself, but thank you to Holly Watson for coming on earlier. I'm uh, looking forward to tuning in uh, when everyone else does uh, on the Thursday evening. Thanks to the lads on the Mastermind as well. And until next week's extravaganza on the one one.